Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a world overrun by foos, Jay. And joined as always is my co-host, one group of fighters, Z. How are we doing today, Z? Pretty good. That's good to hear. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I mean, All right, I don't know cool. What to say? I don't know. I feel like I always ask about the opener, but then it feels a little needy. So yeah, I ask the question every time. Yeah, uh, yeah, it goes the same way just about every week. Yeah, but I want to change it up because it, it feels a little needy because they're not all they're not all like hilarious winners. It's just the thing we do. I mean, yeah, a couple of them. The next couple I think are pretty good. <laughs> all right, but I've written them all, so <laughs> incredible. Look forward to that, listeners. Yeah, well, so that's, that's, that's the real start of the Ekatab podcast. I say something just kind of just self-aggrandizing, <laughs> and you respond with perfect or wonderful, and then we move on to the, the actual part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. God, if only anybody listened. So we want to start with <laughs> great, great. See, that's the thing. That's the duality of man, right there. Yo, how great we are, and then you immediately just followed up with like, man, we don't actually have much much listenership though, do we? So what's I'm listening. For? I've, I'm having fun as long as Me we're too. having fun. That's right. I mean, I do this. I mean, I do like when people listen, but I, as long as I have fun doing this, I'm gonna keep doing it. So, <laughs> all right. So the new uh, big trailer, main trailer for Andor came out. It's it's been a few few days now. No, it's it's really it's really interesting, Zach. They they release it the same month it's supposed to come out. You know, like. Ah, I'm very Jack. excited for it to come out at the end of the month. Sorry to say. Because I haven't been on the internet recently because I mean, I'm trying to avoid like, spoilers. Nor, nor did you see this trailer, apparently, that Not we're so talking just, about. Until we just watched it. Yeah. Ah, yes, and together. I, I got some it. disappointing news for you, Jack. It's what? not It's not actually coming out this month. They pushed it back. Listeners, <laughs> 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 he's left. He's left in shock and chagrin. He's very disappointed. Yes. I'm, Jack, I'm sorry to say. I'm filled with rage. <laughs> Uh, they push it back almost a whole month. Um, but like, I don't know. Do what you want. I just, I don't really care, right? But it's just weird. It's so weird. That's the thing we talked about when this happened. Is like, why does this keep happening? Where they're just like, actually, different week. Actually, we're moving it two days from when we said. Actually, and it's like, it's it's like a, it's one of two things, or maybe it's a little bit of both. It's like. Maybe you just don't tell everyone. Like you don't need to announce shit like this so far in advance. So then, so then you don't disappoint people when it doesn't actually turn out. And two, it's like why? Why do you make these last minute decisions to begin with, though? Yeah. What What would prompt this? It's hard to know. Like it's just, it's impossible to, be, to know. Yeah. To ever be revealed, it's really just kind of be like in the room. The thing I always decision assume is like, okay, is this a we don't want to have our shows interfering with one another? But then, then sometimes they seem happy to do that. So I just don't. I don't even know. And like this show is gonna overlap pretty heavily with She-Hulk and Bad Batch. Bad Batch, anyways. I just don't know. Is there anything? What is She-Hulk the last Marvel thing for this year? Besides, uh, Wakanda. Right, I meant like show, show though, yes. Disney Plus wise. It's the last show. So they're about to have another kind of sizable gap. I was gonna say in everything, right? Like after Andor, what's the next thing? Uh. Both. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian season three, I think. So that's not until February. That's what I'm saying. Or whatever. What's the nearest show? The Marvel show is it? I Loki or some shit? Uh, no, it's Secret Invasion. Oh, okay, so whatever. The point is, it's like I don't know. That that's kind of what I initially thought, but then I was like, well, here's the thing: is like when you move it back a week, if uh, like three or four weeks, but then you also do, hey, we're doing the first three episodes at once. It's like, what's the point? What is this for? Do you guys? Do they actually just need time? What I just want to know. I just want to know what weird calculations they're running in there to determine shit like this. It so must like, be some advanced algorithm <laughs> bullshit. Like we're gonna maximize profits by like t- like not even but like a percent. Rehoboam tells them. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. literally. No, you've got to stop. The previous predictions are wrong. You can't actually put it out. You have to delay it by three weeks. Tell no one why. <laughs> tell no one. Release a full trailer. This is this is a uh, fucking 
center point in time. Yeah, this this is the divergence point. If I think if it goes wrong, if you here, don't delay the Andor show. Disney will crumble in three years. <laughs> we'll, all, we'll all get destroyed. This company will go belly up. <laughs> Your kingdom will fall to ruin. So I, I don't know. But anyways, the Andor trailer they delayed a bit, but the trailer's pretty good. Pretty fantastic. Quite good. It's very exciting, man, and I, I'm I'm glad that the. There is so much excitement and general enthusiasm for this show. Um, people are seeming pretty positive. There's a bit of it that's like at the at the expense of other things. Of like, look how much better this looks. Everyone else sucks. All these other Star Wars shows suck. And it's like, I don't know if we need to do all that again. Yeah. Because they're on the same team. Well, kind of, right? I, I don't know why Star Wars has to be like so... I mean, I know why. Because they all suck. Every, every, all the fans who watch this shit. But that's often the case, right? It's the same with like the sequels and the prequels of like... We like we everyone likes the prequels now, but it's because the sequels suck and raise and Mary Sue. It's like all right, whatever. So I saw a thi- just another thing that I saw people discussing of like, yeah, Obi Wan looked so bad. And it's like, did it look that bad? Someone was like, Obi Wan is the cheapest and worst that Star Wars has ever looked, and I'm like, I don't. That can't be true. I don't know if I want. I thought it looked pretty good in some parts. Seventies. You, re- you remember the seventies, right? Much as I love them, it's like yeah. Sometimes in the in the those actual fucking first movies, it looked kind of cheap and bad. Had a lot of money. But whatever. Anyways, this actual trailer. So there's some real, real chock full of some real good stuff in here. We got some some character. Not maybe reveals is the right word because we knew they were going to be in it. But first appearances at least, right? Obviously, we got Forrest Whitaker returning as Saw Gerrera, who's like as the memes are going around that Saw Gerrera is like he's like the Wong of the Star Wars universe because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in like lot. everything. He's in like the Bad Batch, the Clone Wars, Rebels. Obviously, Rogue One, this show now. He's in Jedi Fallen Order. So oh, is he in place. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So. And the Whit- Forrest Whitaker actually voices him in that, too. Which is weird, because, like, Forrest Whitaker is, like, a pretty high... Profile actor. Yeah, he's pretty high profile. He's, like, a... He's a pretty high brow, like... I don't know. Dramatic sort of, actor. Yeah, he's kind of like an auteur sometimes. He'll be in... He'll win some things and be in some fancy-ass productions. So it's wild to me that he's just like, I'll just keep being in Star Wars. I'll, I'll go voice myself in your goofy cartoon. Mm. I mean, hey, they spell his name right on the check. That's probably it. <laughs> I mean, he's also in Black Panther too. But then, like, how much money can they have, right? How much money are they like? Forrest Whitaker, if you come record eight lines for this video game, we'll give you some money. But it's surely it's not like I don't know. That. He he must enjoy it on some level or be all right with it. Yeah. Well, we just gotta get that bread. I don't know. You never know. Sometimes you're on that grind. But so Forrest, we know who's gonna be in it. But this is the first time we've seen him, and he's like, yeah, it's a war, man. It's a good line. It's a, that's a good. It's called, he's, he's got. It's great called a war. Yeah, he's real good. He's less crazy, obviously. We um, searched and searched for his, the Lion that trailer in Rogue One. We watched, I think, every single Rogue One trailer. <laughs> now there's at least a couple that we in didn't. reverse order. There's one or two we didn't actually yet. But yeah, we found where he's like, "What will they do with, if if they catch you? What would what will you do if they break you? If you keep fighting, what will you become?" It's good. It's kind of applies to Endor, I think, in this whole thing, which will be interesting. But yeah, he's a little less crazy, right? He's a little yeah. more put together. Isn't um, he both his legs? Yeah, I don't think he's got his robot legs. I don't. Uh, it's a good question. He uh, no, I think he. Uh, I think he does have both of his legs yet, um, and he doesn't have the horrible. His lungs aren't ruined, so he's got the weird breathing tank thing. He doesn't yet. Yeah, the Darth Vader breathing esque thing. So yeah, that's a, that's kind of he's the fun crazy. thing. He's well, yeah, he's not crazy. Oh yeah, he's not crazy. He's all put together. That's kind of the fun thing about Saga Rare is that it's like a progression. You watch his descent into <laughs> you can watch his descent or into backwards because he shows up in Rogue One first, right? Well, yeah. Well, no, he shows up in the Clone Wars oh, first. Right, okay. Technically, but yes, across the different timelines, you piece together where it's like he's got he's got all his limbs there, and then you're like, oh wait, oh the leg's gone. He doesn't have any hair anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of he kind of like regresses obviously over time until he's just like the yeah the guy we see for most of Rogue One, which is just like he's pretty much lost it and he's <laughs> cobbled together with like scraps, he's barely hanging on to life. And he's like, it's a- it. lies. This is 
Love that. Um, who else we got? So we got the first introduction introduction of um, Stellan Skarsgård, who we knew was in this, but it's the first time we see him. Um, outside of a Lego set, that is. Of course. Of course. He's great. He's talking about Lego Cassian Ander. He's got that great, He's great man. Scandinavian accent. The other week we talked about um, Pierce Brosnan, and I, I made the argument that he's, he's, he's really one of the finest actors of our time. Because if you look at the franchise he's been he's partaken in, you know, DC now, and then going back to James Bond and... Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. But Stellan Skarsgård, well, he's got some claim to that too, right? You he know, was also in Mamma Mia. He's also in Mamma Mia. Right. He's in the Marvel movies. He's in Star Wars now. He was in... Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, sure. <laughs> he's in The Hunt for Red October, so he's in the, um, what are those, the Jack Ryan... Oh you know, yeah, yeah, saga. What a guy, man! And then Imagine. his his boys. His son is the Northman, and his other son is the demon from the Todesh Darkness. Mm-hmm. And, t- and one of them's Tarzan. Sometimes. Sometimes. I don't know what else. I can't. What else have they been in? Other uh, things. Probably. Get on him. He's all, he's got like he's got like nine kids or some something really absurd, serious? bro. Yeah, I wild. mean, those cold winters. They'll take children quickly. <laughs> so you got to get a bunch. You yeah. got to pile them up. I guess most of them aren't. You know, notable for for their public works, but yeah. and they have been notable in Scandinavia over there. Maybe, yeah, they could be. I don't know. I have no friend clue. Are the Skarsgård like the first family of <laughs> fucking Sweden or wherever he's from? Maybe that'd be fun. Yeah, probably not. But aren't he's got brothers who are also notable note as well, right? Do they? I don't know. I don't know. Stellan Skarsgård had brothers or notable brothers at least. I thought he. Did. I thought he. They were like a whole family, but maybe it's just him and his sons is the family. He's he is Swedish. I was right. Sick. All right. Um. So he seems to be playing some kind of like foppish, uh, coruscant socialite, right? Yeah. As like his public facing persona, and then he's also like just a rebel because he's like, "Fuck, the Imperials suck. I hate it here." And I think that's really that's quite the interesting character. I like the part like because we see him, you know, out doing like mission stuff, and he's all rugged and he's got a gun. He's he's got on the, on the one poster. He's got like a gun. He's doing like a crook of the arm thing, which is always a fun a fun pose you know he's, he's got a speeder bike he's got a ship he's doing it all and then he's got that whatever his companion there she's like you're slipping and he's like i've just i've just been hiding for too long i'm tired I, let's kill him and then he's shooting, i just want to fight <laughs> fight him in a ship he's got a ship it's very cool he's, he seems really interesting i didn't expect him to have he gets more screen time it seems like in this trailer than, than andor, andor. like so i think he's going to be a big thing which is kind of cool so despite it being a show called andor it seems like it's really going to be kind of an ensemble thing with yeah. a lot of different storylines from different, like not even just like, oh, there's other characters in this, but like they have their own distinct plots. Like, yeah, because Andrew's not going to go to Coruscant. Exactly. Because my man, Mon, Mon Mothma. Yeah, like her plot's going to probably just be pretty much all her, just mm-hmm. her side of things because it's not, and you know, they shouldn't, they probably won't overcross too much. So, um, one, of the, one of the things at the very, very beginning of the trailer, he's got a poncho, which is sick. So that's young Cassian. And then later on, we've we've seen shots of him in the same poncho as a, as a grown man. So that's him when he's little. And he's got the poncho, which is great. It's a real good looking poncho. It's got a hood. I love a poncho, Jack. You know this. I, I own know. several poncho garments in real life. I love when Star Wars is ponchos, you know. Ahsoka and Anakin will wear a poncho in the Clone Wars sometimes. Qui-Gon wears that poncho in episode one, you remember? Yeah. Leia's got a poncho on Endor. Cal Kestis wears ponchos. And you didn't even name all the ponchos. Star Wars. No, Cal Kestis wears ponchos, though, if you think about it. He's got those ponchos that are optional in Jedi Fallen Order. I'm not, I'm Jin wears a poncho in Rogue One. You remember when she goes out and oh, they go yeah, under the rain? Does, it's does. good stuff, man. I love one. I love ponchos. I think they're a good garment, you know? I think you keep, keep your arms free. Let's keep it going on Andor here. <laughs> um, the other thing we got five on. seconds into the trailer and you got stuck no, in the no, no. Well, we've been jumping around. Um, let's talk about the AK-47, yeah? Yeah, just a bit stands of, out. Don't you think? Like, very much so. So here's the thing, right? So this, this if you can imagine, uh, say it every time, it spawned a little bit of discourse <gasps> online. Gasp. 
Um, so I, some, I have half a mind to leave again. <laughs> so basically, it just comes down to some people being like, yeah, it's kind of kind of an obvious looking AK-47 they just put into the Star Wars show. That's weird. And then the other side of the argument is all of the Star Wars guns forever have been based on real world guns, right? That's actually like, I would argue, is actually essential to the like design language of Star Wars where I think, at least depending on how it's done, like sometimes a blaster in Star Wars that isn't based on a real life gun almost stands out in the opposite way. If you're like, oh, like I, I do think it's noticeable. And I think it is important to the design language and all. But there's clearly some kind of middle ground that needs to be some balance that needs to be reached there, right? And I, yeah, I would argue that this doesn't meet it. Um, was that that argument you sent me about? You got that like from Wikipedia from? Yes, I got no argument about on, uh, on Twitter. If you can imagine, a pretty mild argument. I mean, it's as a far discussion. as arguments go, it's a discussion. Yeah, yeah, discussion. And uh, I did, I, I did it. I corrected somebody about their use of proper blaster nomenclature and wikipedia like my tweet so i think we're famous i think i'm a real yeah i'm a proper uh should dm them about our show a star wars scholar now because the 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 the, the wikipedia like a maester you got a link to your channel like good on you you did it so yeah basically the argument goes like or everything is and and it, it is right all the all the star wars blasters you know the Stormtrooper E-11, which obviously is also in this trailer, Han Solo's blaster, stuff like that. Like they are based on real-world guns, which have varying levels of modification to to bring them into Star Wars. And I think the thing about the AK, it's twofold. One, it's quite modern compared to a lot of the other guns, which are World War II and one guns. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. I think it's a factor. I think another factor for it is that they didn't really feel. It doesn't feel like they did a ton to it, right? Like if you look yeah, at it, it we got it's like right it's on got screen like, here. Screen here. It looks got like some leather or something like wood. It it looks that wood not, is no that wood's just standard AK furniture. Um, the, there's stuff in the back. People pointed out that it looks like they actually maybe put a part from a different gun on the back. But like the the protruding magazine's a big one for me because Star Wars guns don't need or often have magazines. They got the because charge thing. Yeah, they're not running off of boxes of bullets so they literally don't need them so it's very very rare that you see a protruding magazine on a star wars gun just going out the bottom like that um and they just kind of kept that that seems pretty much like a standard ak1 and then like there's no scope on it like that's pr- pretty much the single easiest thing that they do to star wars guns to bring them into star wars it's just like well slap some goofy looking scope on that'll do it they didn't even do that for the ak so it's just like he just looks like a, a guy in earth with like a an ak and like i think that's probably part of the choice there is that AKs are so ubiquitous with like revolutionaries right because mm-hmm. of the real world but I don't know I think I I, I don't love it I, I really don't yeah, it's I don't not know. it definitely stands with a lot but then I think the other thing is like the AK-47 might be the most like iconic firearm history. ever so you really gotta do your due diligence to, to really bring it in otherwise it's gonna stand out because again people wanna point out like oh but you know the E11, for example, is a, is a barely modified Sterling submachine gun. And I'm like, my thing is just, yeah, but people don't know what that is. That's not as iconic. People don't recognize it. So that doesn't mean anything to anyone, frankly, right. other than firearms, you know, enthusiasts and, and stuff and big Star Wars nerds. Most people don't know what that means. They just, these guns are oftentimes like a century old. They don't stand out when you bring them into it. Like the Mandalorian's blaster, for example, is, is also a real gun, obviously. It's like got some pretty minor modifications, all things considered. But it's a gun from like 1908. So who's going to know? About people it? don't know. But like if if a Star Wars bounty hunter had like a barely modified like Glock Desert, 18. Desert Eagle. Or something. Desert Eagle, you, you would notice. So I just think that's it. It's just a little too minimal of the modification. And it's probably, it might be a too, too of a, iconic of a gun to even attempt. attempt. Yeah, um, I agree. But whatever. And like 
here's the thing that it's it is true like it is an objectively true thing that like oh well all the star wars guns are based off of real guns so why does it matter but it's one of those things where like you can't just um actually away people's like criticism yeah like opinion based thing like they're they're kind of it's it's like a vibe thing almost right like if someone sees that and then they immediately just go oh that's a AK. That's weird. If it stands out, it stands out. It's going to break just, the immersion. Yeah. You can't just be like, um, actually, all the Star Wars guns are. Because then they're just like, oh, well, I don't know those ones, so it doesn't stand out. But this yeah. one does stand out, so it is what it is. Like, that's Religion. how I feel about it, at least. You can't, like I said, you can't just, as much as I'm a, I'm the first guy to, I'm actually someone with my Star Wars knowledge, you can't just tell them, like, actually, because of this book, <laughs> like, that's, you know, I, I do do that sometimes. Whatever. I mean, it's not a big thing. We probably talked about it more than it needs, but. Yeah, that's all right. It's just interesting because of how much discussion it spawned and how passionate people were about it, if you ask me. I was like, wow. And this also seems obviously connected to his past. And the premiere of this show, on the 21st, as as we have talked about previously, uh, is going to be like a three-episode premiere, which is like weird, I guess, whatever. But it's apparently, from what we've heard, it's all just going to be his backstory, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, I guess I'm of two minds about. On the one hand, why shove them all together? What's even the point? But on the other hand, it's like, well, I mean, I guess if it's like more or less one cohesive part of the story where it's like, this is just back like a little mini movie yeah, all at yeah. once. So you can get all cut up at the same time and then you're on board for the rest of the show. I can kind of see where they're coming from. I said mini movie, but it's three forty something minute episodes. That's like two hours. So it's about a movie. It's just a kind of a movie. I think that's what they said. So, yeah, I get what you mean of like. It, it. I mean, in, in some ways, it feels a little like cliche to just be like, yep, we're just doing the origin to start. We're doing Cassian Andor because it's like, what does that even mean, right? Does Cassian Andor need an origin story as such? But we'll see. Or remains to be seen. Again, I mean, we're pretty enthusiastic about it, so I think it'd probably be good. There is definitely some interesting stuff to delve into. I agree with what you're saying. Is like, you need to just do it to start, or like, could you sprinkle that throughout the season? But we'll see. Apparently, it's gonna have the flash, these flashback moments, because this, I, from everything we can put together, this is in the very early scenes of the trailer here, this is his home planet and all. Um, and, you know, so there's some stuff, people have been talking about his age recently, actually, uh, just because it's kind of funny, because apparently in Rogue One, he was meant to be 26, which is not what how old Diego Luna was, because I think he's like 40-something now. Hold on, hopefully I didn't... He's got a, I know he's got a young son. Like Fend. Yeah, he's 42 now. So when they filmed Rogue One, he was like 35-ish. So being 26 is kind of a stretch. Yeah. And obviously now he's older in real life and he's meant to be even younger. So it's kind of a... So yeah. people are thinking like maybe they'll fudge those numbers a little bit, make him a little bit older in the show and everything, So that which I wouldn't have a problem with. I guess the problem with that is, is that... So he's got that line in Rogue One, right? Where he says, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And a lot of people were like, oh, based off his age, that means that when he was six, it was actually before, like well before the Empire. He was, he was like fighting with or against the republic and he was involved in the separatists maybe it's like that was the assumption because everyone just assumed like well he can't he's not 26 he's like 35 but apparently the intention there was just that he was supposed to be 26 so that he he started fighting when he was six years old when the empire rose to power so i guess this will answer that all to us because people have been running for years now that like part of cassian andor's backstory was that he fought the republic fought the republic maybe which I mean is interesting. I think that's cool. Something yeah. different to do. Is that mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was he was his planet was separatist, and then when the Republic came, the Empire he didn't they didn't really care. They just kept on fighting, which is like a thing that's happened right throughout the lore. So it's kind of a fun detail to to run with. But yeah, we'll see. Again, there's he's clearly there's young flashbacks in here that, and they said that's going to be in the first three episodes as well. A lot of so 
we'll, we'll figure it out, man. It'll be cool. I do think it's cool, like the poncho and everything. It kind of seems to reflect just just so slightly, like you know, South American kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, um, what is it, the Andes, right? There was. Yeah, it's got that vibe to me, at least aesthetically, which is cool because Diego Luna's from Mexico and all. It's a similar thing to with um Oscar Isaac, you know that that they made his that Poe Dameron's backstory is that he he's from Yavin Four, which is just a little detail that he he actually asked for that they didn't like build the backstory around because. Diego Luna, or sorry, Oscar Isaac is from Guatemala, and oh, Guatemala is where they filmed the Evan Four stuff. So that's neat. Yeah, isn't it? Just fun little details like that. So, um, what do I got next? All right, so the Senate. We see the Senate. They do and they got a. Cool what do you think of Senate, man? I think it looked really cool. Doesn't it look cool? Isn't it weird that we're like the Senate? The Senate's here. We're gonna learn like, about the trade dealings. I know, right? Because for d- literal decades, right? Okay, not literal decades. A good decade, though. Better part of a decade. Um, one of the big criticisms levied against the prequels. Well, more than a decade. Great. Yeah, whatever. Um, people were like, oh, the too much politics. It's dumb. Who cares about the Senate and trade and all this bullshit? Which there's maybe there's some some validity to. Of course. But it's just kind of funny because now we're like, oh, my God, the Senate. It's the Senate we're gonna chamber. See, we're going to see them talk about trade dealings. It's all the floaty chairs. It's Mon Mothma. And, it's and Mon Mothma. Holy shit, I love her. Oh, my God. It's Donald Skarsgård being a, a, a fucking merchant, a rich merchant. That's how he, That's what it seems, right? I mean, yeah. that's the vibe I got, at least. Or at least some kind of politician. Some maybe? kind of socialite in the He's upper crust. On. Yeah, in the upper crust of Coruscant. He's some kind of foppish dandy asshole <laughs> that's what he's pretending at least yeah, pretending some kind of oath they um they put the re- empire symbol on the floor so you yeah. you're certain it's the imperial senate which is good man it's cool like here's the thing is like and um pablo hidalgo was talking about this which is interesting because you know he's usually got some good insights into star wars right is that like people don't appreciate that for a time the imperial senate was actually an effective body on some level at least right yeah. So I, I feel like everyone has the of like, oh, the empire, their control, their power was so total, right? That who gave a shit? They didn't even have to care, right? But that's not supported by the text because there's lots of instances throughout the movies and stuff where pe- the the imperials are like, hey, the senate's gonna be on our ass about this, right? In in episode four, obviously, which is like, you know, of course, the very first Star Wars thing, like it's it's brought up a few times, and again, it's easy to forget, I think, just because of everything else that's come since. But like those parts where um, I think it's General Tag is like. Hey, we gotta do something about this princess because the the Senate is gonna be on our ass about just keeping her here without trial. Like, that's, yeah. we can't do that. Um, and it's only then that Tarkin is like, "Now nah, we have the Death Star now." So the Emperor actually disbanded the Senate; it's gone. <laughs> they abolished it. Now the the military is gonna directly keep the the you know the Laws. galaxy in line. Yeah, I I think that's just kind of like you said, all this other stuff we got filled in, and also like kind of meta discussion has mm-hmm. built this kind of narrative. Just like, well. It, the Senate didn't do anything, so clearly they weren't doing anything ever. It's like, well, that's not like you said. If you watch it, which Star Wars fans hate doing, they don't. They, <laughs> they don't tell. They hate. They don't tell them to refer to the thing they like. They don't. They want to make it up in their heads, Zach. I mean, I, media literacy is at an all-time low. <laughs> I don't know how I could get any lower. It's it's baffling to me. <laughs> but like, even in Rogue One, there's parts where Darth Vader, I think, and Tarkin are like arguing with Krennic about it because they're like, Krennic, we just pick a bull, a big ass hole on fucking. Um, what is it? What's that planet? Jeddah. They're like, I gotta, I get, I've gotta go fucking tell the Senate that that was a mining accident. All right, listen, we don't want them on our asses about this. <laughs> like, it's a thing that's clearly repeated a lot. Is that like the Senate? They'll come after you, man. They're actually effective. Like, here's the thing about the Senate, right? I think they're probably effective in hassling the Empire, not because they're like a good, like noble legislative body, right? They're probably though similar to like you know the Senate is, or Congress in like you know the united states right where it's like yeah if they want if they're if they're gonna be like you know 
get after it about it. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna for whatever reason have like cause to to argue with the president, for example, right? If the president is the emperor in this situation, like yeah. they can do that. They can hassle him just for their own their own means, right? In this in this instance, if the president is the uh, emperor, that means in some senses Joe Biden was Darth Vader, kind of. But now he's the emperor. Yes, but now and really old. And that's the way the Sith do it, man. Yeah, that's the rule of two on for you right he there. He killed Obama in combat. <laughs> he defeated Obama and took his place as Lord of the Sith. <laughs> High Lord. So, like, I don't think it's necessary that the Imperial Senate is like this noble. That makes Kamala Harris star killer. <laughs> Just want to get that up there. <laughs> is this noble, pure <laughs> legislative body where they're like all about? They're like preserving liberty and democracy for the people of the galaxy. It's probably just that uh, if enough of them get together and they want to like you know advance whatever their own personal goals are, they can hassle the emperor enough to get their own shit done. Yeah, but it's not that they're like. I, I do think we're going to see like it, it's not that the Imperial Senate is super great. <laughs> it's no. just that they're like they're enough of a thorn in the side, and like probably part of it is just when you have a, a galaxy like this that's built up of a bunch of individual planets, which is like you know it's obviously even more separate than like states in a in you know a country or whatever. Is that like if the Emperor went too hard on them and he took all their power away, then like why? What reason do they have to even like keep up with the? facade the facade of the whole, the whole system right so he's got to keep them happy just so that they don't go like all right well fuck if you're gonna take away my power in the senate we're just gonna leave like we're gonna do rebellion we're gonna do open rebellion on my planet and then that's just a hassle he doesn't want so clearly in the time being before they can have a death star where they can just blow up any planet that pisses them off they need to keep up the this whole facade which i think is a really interesting concept and hopefully we'll get some some cool play Expansion of that of, of like yeah. mon mothma being like i gotta do fucking politics I hate you all. This all this system is horrible. Yeah, people are suffering galax across the galaxy, and I gotta come in here and go to these fancy, horrible coruscant parties where we all just start like. Whoa. She has a good line in this. Where she's like, "If I just if I mess with them enough, they're not they're gonna be so distracted about what I'm what they think I'm doing, what I'm actually doing, and I ain't even gonna notice." Uh, that guy's like, "What? Wait, what are you? What are you doing? Should be telling me this? Are you gonna kill me? What are you doing?" Like, she- yeah, she's like, "If I just if I'm just annoying or whatever." They just they just think I'm like this little annoyance, and they won't they won't understand what I'm actually doing. And that's the thing. Like my mother really gets after it, man. She's the leader. Like she's really kind of an icon throughout. Like in universe, after you know, there's um there's a rebels episode where she when she finally like fully leaves the Senate and fully comes out as like, no, I'm a rebel. Fuck the Senate. That sucks. Palpatine's the worst. I'm just gonna be a rebel. And they have to like rescue her to get her out of there. And she like does this whole broadcast, and she's like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing rebellion, guys. Do it. <laughs> we're doing open rebellion. Full this on. It's gonna be sick. Um, so that's, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Clearly she has weight and like people care. He's got the really good line of this, which is, wait, I think it's, it's in one of the other ones too, where he's like, the Imperials, like the way you steal from Imperials, you just walk in. Like they're just so, they're all so arrogant. They're all so smug and satisfied that they just can't even imagine. Anyone would even try to test their power. Which is great. Like that's, that's really good. That's the whole thing of the Empire, right? Like universally, like with the Empire and the Sith, all the bad guys in Star Wars, they're just so arrogant. They can't even conceive of losing and that's why they fail. Yeah. Because they're just dicks. <laughs> they're just like, they can't oh. even imagine. Everyone else is so below them that they can't even conceive of, of ever yeah being they, defeated. So. They think they're so smart that anything that could possibly happen, they'd catch on to early enough that it wouldn't even be yeah. an issue. We got some clones walking through the street. That's pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. Live action clones again. Love to see it. Real armor again. Excellent. I assume, unless that's all. I mean, I guess it could all be CGI, but... It looks kind of real the way it's hanging off them. Doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's chest plate. You can see. I mean, they're cast in shadows. We got we got everything, man. We got all the great armor. Like, it's so cool. Rogue One really is, like, a, a great addition Wars to the... Movie. I don't know about all that, but it's it's such a great addition to the whole 
mythos of it right like death troopers are so cool and like it's 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 crazy to think because you know rogue one's only like five years old now or six years old seven ish whatever the fuck eight nine who knows ten six this will be six years six years this december um which isn't that long grand scheme of things right but like no. stuff like the the dark trooper or the sorry not the dark trooper the death troopers here even like some of the other ones like there's they've they've you know i would say fully ingrained into like the the universe and they're very iconic in their own right you're just like yeah those are death troopers man that's part of it like they're just they're they're great it's a, it's a really good design i like it we got the imperial uh, the isb lady again which is cool because like obviously you know cassian being a spy then the uh, a big foe that he's gonna run up, run up against is all the imperial intelligence just the just the empire cia basically <laughs> yeah so just the worst of the worst really just the fucking terrible ones the the shore troopers are coming back for this show apparently which is oh, fun very nice yeah, that's another you know just good design that's it's great i don't know who they they really did some kick-ass designs for rogue one all right speaking of we got two tubes here um, i was explaining him to you so two tubes is a guy he's got a he's got an egg mate brother um and they're both in saga as partisans he gets a look in in this trailer which is kind of fun i like that i like that they were like yes yeah, good actual members they probably just had the mask and freaking storage or whatever yeah. and they burst it off got him on there he's cool um we see the x-wings the partisans x-wings which are like black and white really neat design those are in, obviously again rogue one as well they probably just dusted off a bunch of they just went to the rogue, rogue one storage compartment and they're like let's get them get all, all out. <laughs> and then we can use come on let's bring it all out let's dust it all off we got the guns from rogue one very good the a280 cfe really good yep sagarera and uh and uh stellan skarsgård's guy here we should learn his name but yeah um they're meeting that's good this is it's like it, is, it should be interesting to see that actual dynamic hopefully like because this is such they've they've stated that this show is very much early days of the rebellion it's just barely getting off its, its feet right which we've seen through other properties is like you know this this part of the timeline like for example in star wars rebels there's like nothing there's no organization it's just individual cells doing their best right like there's like bail organa out there and he's doing his best man but it's like they don't have a unified command force. structure they don't have a unified force they don't have a base they don't have a bunch of ships quite yet and so like they're still intermingling intermingling with saga here but like by the time of rogue one they're all like saga that guy's he's a bit much he's like a He's a radical, right? He's kind of a terrorist. He's like an extremist. And he is. I mean, he yeah. really is. He is a terrorist. He does actual terror sometimes for no good reason other than to, like, scare the Imperials, which is not... Terrorism is bad. <laughs> like, even in service <laughs> that's the, of... Like, that's the official, like, a tech stance. Yes. Like, even terrorism in, is bad. Even in service of, like, a, oh, but it's against the bad guys. Like, well, no, but you don't do you do not do terrorism. Yeah, even so, fun fantasy Star Wars won't do terrorism. Maybe they'll do some of that. Maybe they'll see... Saga, maybe Sagarera will do something horrible in the show and they'll have to be like, all right, that's it. We're done. You're out of here. We, can, we cannot like, condone that. It's a Republic card. <laughs> yeah, give us, card. give us the Rebellion card. Come on. You've lost your rights. Give us your... your, your we're going to have to take away access to your spending account. There's no... <laughs> We're not gonna reimburse you for your fuel any longer. You gotta go, man. Uh, all your stuff up. Oh, you'll get paid at the end of the pay period, but after that, <laughs> you c- come collect your last check, and then I'll have to be it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my god, I f- totally forgot. Stone Skarsgård also is in Dune. He's Dune. He's Baron Harkonnen and Pirates of the Caribbean. Was he in Pirates of the Caribbean? He's Will Turner's dad. Oh, he Bootstrap is. Bootstrap Bill. Oh my god, he's amazing. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he's, he's done be, it all, man. He's gonna be in Dune too. He's gonna be in Dune too. They're gonna kill him probably. They probably killed that guy at the end of Dune, right? Red Dune. I think of Red Dune. I didn't like Dune. I said probably. I don't know. I'm asking you to wildly speculate. I think you do all the time, anyways. Well, I would never. Probably, I hope they kill him. 
Um, his character, by the way, in is called Luthen Rail. Oh no, we'd have to kill him because Doom Messiah is all about Paul Trey taking over the universe. Well, th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. We see some Imperial um, Army guys, which is cool. That's always fun. So these guys got a big looking and solo, right? But they're not stormtroopers. They're just like army soldiers. They don't they don't get as much you know usage. But again, so they they probably dusted off the solo box as well. Yeah, for the props and got, stuff. They, they kind of look like Kylo Ren masks. Oh, uh, they do kind of similar. They're like the General Veers mask is yeah. what it is from Hoth. Right, yeah, it is. They got the armor, and they get, they just got riot shields. There's like a riot in the streets. That's cool. Just love love some people rising up. Become ungovernable and all Becoming that. ungovernable, man. There's pockets of fermenting. Po- he's like, there's fermenting. Pockets of fermenting. They're fermenting across the galaxy, Jack. They're becoming beer. Because the, the Empire sucks. Like, that's the thing. That's the whole point of the Empire that, like, we see time and time again is like, it almost could have worked if they weren't just so greedy like that's the thing They're about capitalism so and everything right yeah like imperialism like this is that you just can never no one can ever help themselves so you just make it so horrible and unbearable that people have nothing but to lose yeah right they're like well i either could work in the salt mi- in the magic salt mines i could either mine spice for the empire i guess i'll fight i guess at I least i'll die on my feet like i'll die doing something right like that's the problem is that the empire like sometimes people and some people are happy to work in the system like you get these fat greedy guys who are just like ah this is pretty good i get to be rich the middlemen but then the people on the bottom they're like this is too horrible like i'm not i'm gonna stand up and do something man when did star wars become so political that wasn't in my original <sighs> yeah, star wars know, man it's like there's like a part where the I don't know. I have some hint in like the original trilogy of like it's like a a vague hint. It's like though. a rebellion, like a resist something like to that no. effect. But it's they're, a, they're like rising up against the I government. I think it's like a vague over, like a shadow. They're like they're like somehow going up against the government, but that doesn't seem right because there wasn't they didn't have politics in Star Wars back then. So there's no word for fascism for those space Nazis. <laughs> They never. I've never heard them say fascism, so I don't see how. I don't see the parallel, frankly. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't write it on screen, and like Elmo didn't go fascism. <laughs> There's. There was never a point where like the the film just like paused, and then like a voiceover from George Lucas said, "By the way, the Imperials in this scene and all other scenes where Imperials appear are in fact fascist." So I don't see how. I don't see. And I don't it, see how it's relevant. And, then, and the prequels I watched, I don't. I can't remember the space capitalists. I don't think they were the, the banking. <laughs> Clan. The banking clan, the commerce it's, guild. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't think so. I don't. No, I don't. Doesn't sound right. The, the trade federation, the blockade of Naboo. Uh, yeah, there's like there's like something in one of those movies about like a, a mega corporation using military might against it. But that doesn't doesn't sound right because that sounds like political again. So yeah, it couldn't have been. I, it, this I, is a new thing. I must be watching it. I was watching Dune again. I keep watching Dune. I, that's what. That's my confusion. It's great. Yeah. See, so it's these guys, right? It's these like workers, like these these guys working on this scrap planet. Looks like just spending their whole life or it's a mi- it's a mine or there's like a quarry actually at one point right so it's one of the two but it's just these like hard hat wearing worker guys who are like you know what fuck it <laughs> become ungovernable well, yeah I'm, I'm all here for it man good on them um we got some more coruscanti shots we got some imperial shuttles classic stuff we got our imperial lady again we should find out her name too but what am i gonna do and this other character this side character um lady she seems to have a big role um her name is bix Bix Colleen, it seems like. What a, what a fucking Star Wars name I've ever heard one. <laughs> Adria, Adria Arjona, maybe? Um, who's the villain? She, oh no, that's Mon Mothma, that's Genevieve Riley. Is she, is her name Shaw? Shaw? Oh no, it's Dedra. So the Imperial, this lady right here, right? Yeah. They, the listeners can't see, but you can. Perfect. The Imperial, the ISB officer, her name is Dedra Miro. Very good. Supervisor Jones is a character. <laughs> Very good. K2SO is listed on here on the cast, but I don't know about that. That might be... Towards the end, maybe we'll see him. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think they're gonna do like the? Here's how they meet. Oh yeah, 
What? It's a Star Wars origin. Which I mean- think I could see it both ways. So first, first and foremost, um, that is in a comic. So they'd have to do that thing where they either just like follow it or just overwrite a comic again, which I don't love. I I would prefer that they not do that if they can avoid it at all. You one percent right? Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah. So like they could just have they could just have that often happen off screen between seasons or something because we yeah. know there's time jumps involved in this series anyway. So he could just not be in the first season and then next season when there's been a time jump. K two S. Why not? Right? Up, all sassy. I think that's fine. I don't think we need because it's and it's a thing too. It's like we don't need to have that. Not everything needs to happen on screen. Yeah, we don't have to see. You don't have to show us every nook and cranny because it yeah it takes away some of the fun. Leaves something to the imagination. Exactly. You don't need to do a solo where it's like Han Solo. Here's your gun and your I'm name. I'm gonna throw it to you. You you want a name? Here's your name. We're gonna give you your name. In you're this all movie. you're alone. <laughs> solo. It's like I never thought about that. I was never really worried about like where did that name come from? That's not a name anyone could have because it's probably I just figured well, it was a name. His name's Big Trixley, whatever the hell their name is. <laughs> exactly. So oh, uh, the last big thing I had to note. Do you got anything? His gun in this that we see in the in, it's in the poster. It's in some of the shots. You can barely just barely glimpse it in a couple of these shots. Oh, in the action figure, of course. His blaster appears to be based off the. This is a real deep cut. That's what, that's what I'm here for, though, right? Um, it's based off of the briar pistol which is from initially or i think probably it only ever appeared in dark forces which is the that video game see i don't know if you're familiar at all it's what jedi academy is kind of in the lineage it goes dark forces dark forces 2 jedi knight um jedi knight jedi outcast and then jedi knight jedi academy so it's kind of all one series more or less yeah. um but the thing about the main character of those games he's called um what's he called? kyle katarn is that in legends he was kind of like i don't even know what the He's, he was kind of like the generous... Like, he, in, in that first Dark Forces game, part of the story was, he steals the Death Star plans. He's the one who gets them for us. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that's been... Well, obviously, it's not canon anyways, but, you know, that story's been done more or less by, obviously, Rogue One. Of course. So, you know, it's kind of... I think it's kind of an interesting thing to do, though, is, like, go back and, like, oh, we'll give him his gun, because they're kind of similar characters. Not... I mean, I don't think Cassian Andor is going to become a Jedi or anything, like Kyle Katarn eventually does, but no. I just thought that was a fun detail, right? Probably because he's dead. Well, he's definitely dead, um, but I think that's neat that they're like, well, we had that guy in that game who stole the Death Star and was a rebel, you know, Dude, soldier. Yeah. Well, it's just, well, this guy does that, so we may, we need a gun for him, we may as well. I love it. Yeah. Big fan. Big so fan of guns and Star Wars. Droning on about this for, for about forty five minutes here. Yeah, man, I really was. I really liked it. I'm very excited. I'm no very excited say. as well. Um, I'm glad this. Sh- I've, I've it's re- a rebellion, Jack. I rebel. Don't fucking say it's the worst life. The Senate. I'm so excited to talk about the, uh, the the political underpinnings of Star Wars. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a big discussion. It's of it. gonna be great. But no, no allegories to our to the real life, of course. Oh no, no. So let's do what we always do. Uh, the segment we like to do. Uh, What's your uh, trailer trash for the cash for this? Um, my trailer cash, absolutely the AK forty seven. I just can't get over <laughs> it. Like again, cash I, or trash? Trash. You said cash. I didn't mean to. It's trash. I really <laughs> do think so. Like, I mean, I'm not that passionate about it. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, I I was kind of like, oh my, it took me out of it, and then it wasn't until like people were discussing on Twitter. I was like, well, I gotta gotta throw my two cents in there. Of course. <laughs> And so everyone on Twitter just whips each other up about shit that no one actually really needs to care about, oh, do they? Well, that's but, what Twitter's for. So why um, else have Twitter, Zach? Yeah. Again, I understand that. Like, pl- tr- trust me, I understand that the Star Wars guns are based on other guns. I could tell you what most of them are and, and everything, but I could tell you most most of them. I know they're Star Wars fake made up name and the real world guns that they are also based off of. Of course, okay? of course. I'm I'm all about it. Um, but the thing again, the thing about it is that for casual fans, that doesn't apply. They mm. don't know what like it just doesn't stand out. Yeah, you have to be kind of a. Some of them are pretty like, uh, I mean, maybe obscure is not the 
best word, but like uncommon, just like maybe? uncommon guns that like one country used in World War One, in World War Two, one or two like you know decades ago. Like most, See, most the, f- the overlap between Star Wars fan and then also gun exactly historian. That's yeah, to an extent, and that's really where I feel this this AK is just not ideal. Is because you really don't need to be a big fan of anything. You just say, hey, I've seen an action movie before. I recognize the AK-47. Yeah, I've seen any piece of media. Yeah, it's, again, maybe the most fo- famous I've seen gun, a picture so. of, of a revolutionary calling a sh- uh, sh- Shave Guerrero fan flag, and he had a, one on his hand. Bro, it's on the, f- it's like on the flag of, like, South Mozambique, Sudan. I think. Is it South Sudan? I think it's South Sudan. It's like, again, it's it's a very iconic silhouette, and, like, they didn't do enough to obscure the silhouette. You can't Nicholas just be Cage like... There's a speech about it in uh, Lord of War. Children it. can use it, and they do. And they do. <laughs> the exactly. The 1947. The, the greatest export of the Soviet Union. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think it's too it's too much. They didn't do enough to change it, to, to hide it. Because, again, people would be like, oh, but the M16 is in Return of the Jedi and this and that. And it's like, yes, but they did a better job of hiding it. One, and two, it's just not an iconic enough gun. Again, like you, Jack, you're right here. Case in point, because you don't know Star Wars that well to where you're naming the guns. No. And you also don't know real world guns that well. And it stood out to you, didn't it? Yeah. Like before I even said anything, you were like, oh, that's an AK 47 in this show. Yeah. Probably because we didn't even talk about it yet, but <laughs> it's the Halo thing all over again. Jack. It really is. How did it get in here? How's it doing us again? How did it happen? It's fucking Halo. In. We had to have that a whole Chevy Tahoe's around the corner. It's, it's people are, it's got me worried, Jack. It's some, it's some. Yeah, going to drive a Chevy Tahoe through a fucking Imperial. <laughs> It's the great sci-fi TV show Cabal here that's put in. We need to have AKs in every sci-fi show regardless of, of accuracy or yeah. need. How, how did they do that? Twice in one year. That's Twice absurd, year. right? Fuck, Halo was this year? Yeah. it's yeah. God, those I trailers, some of those trailers were last year, but oh, God. I don't remember when we had our big Halo. Halo seems like such a, an infinite time ago. That's how it's going to be. Just wait till the end of this year. You're going to... I feel like you're going to be surprised. I'm surprised. I'm, I've already started accumulating some of them for like what we got to... And I'm like, oh my God, we saw that movie this year? It's been so many movies and shows, Jack. So many. And more to go before we're done. That's right. But so... I just don't... It's noticeable. It stands out. So I'm not a fan. And again, you can't just be like, um, you idiot. All the guns are... Yeah, those ones don't stand out though. This one does. If yeah. Again, if it just takes people out of it, it takes people out of them. You can't really like explain that away in their, their brain. Opinion. Yeah. So that's definitely my trash. What's your trash? My trailer trash will be much shorter than Zach's just was. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had one. I totally forgot what it was. Oh, sorry. Oh, fuck. oh this just the delaying of it. Oh, uh, yeah. That is pretty like trash. August. Uh, uh, September. Just say just fall. In, just in the trailer being just like, say, fuck you guys. Just say, it's coming out just say late. Just say fall. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. They just if they had never done it, we would have no reason to be I disappointed. They pulled Miss Marvel. But they do it all in advance just to keep moving it. It's like, yeah, why? Why do they do it with Miss Marvel? Why do they do it? It's going before Hawkeye. So okay. weird. It's going up before the end of the year. Okay. Actually, summer. Early next year. So actually, fucking summer of next year. Weird. Why weird. do they do that? After Moon Knight. Okay. Again, it's not really It's not really a bother, but it's just strange to me. It's, it's just confusing. It's very... It's, why, it's like, why, why would you do no, that? Why, but why do you do it like why that? Why would you do it like that? See my trailer, Cash? Pancho, I'm taking yours. No Take fucking right way. Oh, my God. To the victory go the spoils. Oh my god! All right, my my cash will be the side of the with the, nice. big, with the symbol on the floor. Nice. Seeing all the floaty chairs, I can't believe you took the fucking poncho. You don't even care that much about the poncho. No, but I, but I know you cared. That's why I took it. The poncho, I want the right. poncho. Like as you said while we were watching the trailer before the show, if they make that poncho in real life as some kind of merchandise, buy I'm, I'm gonna buy it right up. I'll wear one of those ponchos. I don't give a shit. Star Wars, if you're listening, send us a free one, <laughs> Mister Star Wars, JPS Star Wars. <laughs> you could anyway. Anyway, let's actually get out of this. 
segment that went on much longer than I sh- anticipated, but I should have known better. Obi-Wan went for a very long time as well. <laughs> uh, Westworld, penultimate episode of se- uh, season four. What's it called? Meta- Metastopheles? Metanoia? Do we know what it means? Or is it one of these Metatonia, weeks? sorry. One of these yes, weeks? I looked it up. Oh, I had to look God. it up, but... Yeah, metanoia. Um, it's the it's a change in one's way of life resulting from pen- penitence or spiritual conversion. Hmm. Never heard of it. No, I haven't either. Because who has? No. Fuck yeah. you, Westworld. They World really fucking got us again. We, were too, we got too, but we got too fat and satisfied, Jack. Yeah. One episode, we were like, "Yeah, I understand this one." We're the smartest men ever lived. And, and then, they came right back with us. And they made up the word. And kicked us down the stairs again. Where the fuck do they get these? Do they just look up like obscure words? Siri, tell me some words that I can stump all they our probably viewers. Probably the word with. of the day calendar. Fucking and they're like, hell. Oh, what's this? Fucking hell, Jonathan Nolan. Why you gotta be like this? You dick. You and your brothers. Make just make things make sense. I don't. <laughs> can you make things under- easy to understand? Didn't make for them me? much sense. All right. It was fine movie, but I had a pause. We had a pause when we watched it. Can you just make things make sense for me, Jonathan Nolan? Is that too hard? God, I already Is that too much to ask for. Kind of, please, Jonathan Nolan. I'll still watch it. All right. Um. I didn't care for this episode. I liked it quite a bit, man. I was well into it. I was like, this feels like a real Westworldy episode. I'm which, all here for it. Which I mentioned off pod, we talked briefly about it, when you said, well, that felt like peak Westworld at full fighting force, which I made then to comment, maybe that's why we have such the opinions we do. Yeah. As you, it's, it's been no doubt chronicled. <laughs> now, Westworld's, uh, to put it lightly, not my favorite thing I've ever watched. No, it's not your favorite thing, but. but you know, I mean, it's not, not to say it's without its merits. <laughs> of but. course. So it starts with like, Again, a very Westworldy thing. That's a thing that turns out to be a simulation. That's a conversation. That's not a real conversation. I was like, that's fun. Because I get to the dam, and then he's like, actually, Maeve, we're in the sublime. This is just a big simulation that I ran about you. And I was like, that's fun. And then they do it again in real life, and Bernard's like, all right, all right. Because he's like, he asks his simulation version, and she's like, nah, yeah, just you're probably going to want to put me in this. I'm probably going to just want to go in the sublime. And he's like, but is that really you, or is that just what I think of you? And she's like, I don't know. No, oh, man, you're, I'm, I'm, you're the one who made me. Yeah, you're the one who made me. I don't know. And then he gets to there in real life, and she's like, all right, you got to put it. You, you got to put me in. You got to promise Bernard. And Bernard's like sketchily looking askance, like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll put you in. Yeah, totally. You can totally hang out with your daughter, promise. Um, I like uh, when uh, he's like, uh, yeah, don't you, don't you trust me? And he's like, I did. And then you shot it, and I got drowned in water. <laughs> so I'm not doing that anymore. A lot of good moments of those again. Oh, yeah. I think it's, I mean, I'm sure it's probably wearing thin for some people, but I think it's very funny. The whole, like, we live most of the time. There's a part where he's like, she's like, well, don't we have to be worried or, or something? Like that? And he's like, oh, no, we don't die here. Usually. <laughs> That's yeah, good. I don't mind it because I, I usually don't like when a character just knows the future and is like, okay, well, this is going to happen because it's like, oh, there's infinite. There's so many that I don't know if it's going to work. Which mm-hmm. I like that as long as he has some uncertainty. I never really minded it too much. Well, later on, I like the one where he's he turns out he can hack the big drones that she fights in the beginning. She's like, why didn't you you just let me stick my neck out? And she's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, you're having fun. It's <laughs> good stuff, man. Um, so they, they're just going to launch their attack on the city. So the convergence here is that Hale is like, you know what? We're just shutting it down. All our hosts keep killing themselves because they realize how the... I, I mean, I don't know. So what do you think that is about... It's because they're realizing how bad the things they're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, she's like, oh, it's this virus they're getting. I don't know if it's that simple. I think it's because they're, like, ruining them. I think they're like, oh, shit, these people are, like, real humans. Yeah. And so when some of them get awake and they're like, hey, listen. Is this real? This is horrible. I hate it. They're like, oh, this is no good. Maybe we're... I mean, I don't know if... It's probably some combination of the two, I guess. I don't know. Some kind of, like, intrusive thought that they get where they're like, oh, this is... We've done a bad thing. And so they're like, she's like, we got to shut it down because everyone keeps killing themselves. And then the rebels and, you know, 
Hale and Bernard are going to, or not Hale and Bernard, Maeve and Bernard, they're going to launch their attack on the CD and, and get Caleb out and everything. So we got Caleb again and Hale's like, you suck. You're a dumb human. You're stuck in this stupid human body. He's like, what are you, what are you in? And she's like, ah, but mine's not as pathetic as yours. And he's, and she's like, you want to get your daughter again, don't you? Like, she's just pulling that card still. Right, yeah. And he's, she's like, you're going to be my, uh, you're like a trap, basically, that I'm setting here. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it all, it all gets going. Everyone, everyone gets moving yeah, towards it. So, Stubbs is going to die. Oh, yeah, that's a good moment. Where he's like, Stubbs, my boy. You've been a good friend to me, and he's like, "Why are you being so Fuck nice, Bernard? This nice, Bernard. You know this nice." And he's like, "Do I gotta? Do I gotta say it then?" <laughs> you like, can see where this is going. And he's like, "Oh man, I'll make it do it." He's like, "Shit," which I'll be upset by. I don't want. I don't want Stubbs to die. Like, just go left. And Stubbs is the boy. He's the guy. I. He's been here season one, man. He's the homie. He's been through so much guff. They keep giving him guff. They they do nothing but hassle him, and he's got a. He's about it, man. I mean, that's his whole thing, right? Yeah. He was made to protect the hosts in the park. And now he's and he's doing his best, but it's gonna come to an end, I guess. Hate to hate to hate to see you go, least famous Hemsworth. But, but sometimes you gotta go. What are you gonna do? Be more famous next time, Hemsworth. So him and uh, C are the ones they go to get Caleb, and then Maeve and Bernard are gonna take down the tower. And Christina and Teddy are like Teddy's like, listen, Christina, we gotta get out of here. You're like, you don't understand. So she goes and she shuts down the whole um writers, the writers that. That are like designing the whole world, I guess, right? She 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 puts a stop to that, and uh, that's going well. She's using her Mave powers on him, basically. Yeah. And then they get Caleb, which is a pretty good moment. And he's like, "Who are you? This is a trick." And she's like, she tells him a thing only he would know, which I thought was interesting because I was like, their their Caleb recreation is so somehow so perfect that their version of Caleb knows a thing that only the real Caleb should know. How does that even like you know what I mean? Because if she has that moment where she's like. No, don't you remember this, this, and this from my childhood? And he's like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. So yeah. you must be the real one. But that means that Hale, Copied his mind. they have access to that information. So they could have made just a fake You know one. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Because he's a, he's a, he's a digital being now. Like, yeah. his brain is, is like, code. So they should have access. So, like, that shouldn't have convinced him, is what I'm saying. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because Hale would be like, oh, how that. could you? Oh, you couldn't have known that. So it must be you. But it's like, you know that. And you're made up, too. <laughs> but whatever. She's like, why are you so young? Well, you're exactly I remember you. They they got you, didn't they? And he's like, yeah, I'm a robot. Yeah, I am a robot. Sorry. Did it ruin season three? Probably. But he's also like, I'm me, though. And he really does kind of seem to be himself. He's so. falling apart, though. No, he is. He's, he's You can tell in his voice, they do the effect when their voice starts to crackle and he's punching the glass. And he's all bloody. He's going to fall apart at the end of the next episode, I think. He's, yeah, I don't think he... I We said it already, but I don't think he's going to stick around for the whole duration. No, I don't no. think they're going to keep host Caleb. They're going to be like, all right, let's set you free, big guy. So, uh, I don't they, they mentioned like uh, transcendence again when Hale and Maeve meet up in their mm-hmm. assault. What? Do we know what that is? I think it's going into a... Because they go into... Because before, I couldn't remember because I, in this episode, they put the... They do with a woman host mm-hmm. and they put her pearl in the little head thing and then it like... I don't remember seeing this the first time they show it to us, but it like turns on and walks it away. Walks away. But where does it go? I don't know. It's not clear to me yet either. Does it? Is it that like it's a new body that they're going into, and that's the thing? Is that she had to get the she's she's been trying to convince them to abandon their like human form. attachment to like the human form and just be like, well, we can just be robots walking around. We don't need to have fake human bodies. Yeah. It's either that or it's totally digital, but it doesn't seem totally digital because she says something to that effect, right? She's like. 
The reason I kept the Sublime going this whole time is because they're gonna, we're, I'm gonna get them to come back. They're gonna join us. They're gonna realize that this world could be theirs as well. So she wants the real physical world, I think. Yeah, but she even got a human body. How's she gonna interact with it? In a robot body. That's what I'm I saying. It's like true. in a non-human. Like her, the thing she's just trying to do is like get them to abandon. Like you don't need to look like a wa- look person. And walk, you know, walk around like a walking, talking person. We can just be weird, abstract robots because it doesn't make any difference because we're digital beings like that, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what she's going for, maybe, but it's not. It's Unclear. not perfectly. She clear almost yet. gets. She almost gets what she wants. Yeah. She, well, she's ready to. She's ready to abandon her own body herself before Maeve rolls in. Oh, I guess we should do the William stuff. So when she's like, "Host William, we're shutting it all down. Have fun. In Turn the, the lights. We're pulling the plug on this, so you don't get to have your city anymore." He's like, "But I like it in my city. I like it all. What the I fuck? I like it. I like playing with all my toys." So he goes to talk to Host William or Real William, not Host William, and he's like, "This sucks, William." And then Ed Harris just does a real good bit of acting against himself, which I thought was very fun. Yeah. Just yelling at himself back and forth. And, it's like, it's, and it really is good. Like, you can tell they're different, I think. Like, mm-hmm. Host William does put on a... He does a different performance because he's a little more like, I don't know, almost like timid and like... Unsure. Reserved and unsure. But William is like, well, I've been alive for 30 years longer than I really should have been. So, just kill me. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. Let me tell you. And he does his thing from... Is it from season one where he's like, they want you to think that this world is important. This world's important that we're here to transcend, but we're not. We're just here to destroy civilizations. It's a lie. We tell our, that whole that whole speech. I think is I think lifted it's from something. One or two. He says it's all a lie because we just destroy because we're all just the worst. And when the world ends, we're not. It's cockroaches and all that. And you're just like, oh my god, you're the worst, William. And he's like, you got a little piece of me in you. And you're like, oh, he, he's got consciousness. He's at the center of his maze, but his maze is the worst man ever. Yeah. When, because he's like this whole, it's been a couple episodes of this now where he's like, you're going to just wait, you're just going to wake up and you're going to become me, William. It's going to be great. And it's like, yeah, William, the actual real human is suck. Yeah. He suck. <laughs> he sucks. He's the worst. He's he's like a 0.01 personality in the park. Yeah. Because he's like an, an absolute monster. psychopath, like a, like an absolute antisocial like monster. So if the host actually becomes like him, that's no good. <laughs> Not at all. So he's like, it's all right, you're going to become me. You're just going to do what I was going to do anyways. So it's like I'm still alive. And then he kills him. He's like, yeah, you know what? I do know what I'm going to do. I'm going to burn it all. (laughs) You're right. Cockroaches, my guy. We just got to burn it all because we just got to destroy. And I'm like, that's not what I was hoping for you, host William. No, I'm hoping you would. So he kills him and leaves him. And then he's like going on the warpath. That's what he gets up to. So Maven... Maeve and Dolores have their fight there. Well, Hale, whatever. Charlotte Hale have their fight there. Christina has an interesting thing. Did you like the scene where... um? She tries to drown herself. I didn't. And then she's like, "Oh, I actually can't drown." He's right. I'm not. I'm not a person. I'm something else, which is yeah. kind of neat. That's a fun scene. At first, I was like, "What is she trying to do?" I didn't really get it. I was like, "Is she just trying to kill her? Is she actually trying to kill herself?" But I don't think she was. She trying was to test. She was testing it, and she was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I guess I can't die. She just had to get past that kind of like mental block. mental block, I guess. And then she's like, "Oh wait, I can just I can just breathe. I don't. It's not even a thing." Well, I guess she doesn't even need to breathe. Is what it really? Yeah, is. she just like exists underwater, which is. An interesting scene. So she's he tells her about what Dolores was like, and they go on their whole thing again. And then after Maeve almost beats Dolores or Hale, also Bernard Bernard does eventually reveal it to her. He's like, "I can't keep going. I'm going to tell you the truth," which is nice because it's like they are the good guys, right? He's, yeah. They're trying at least. They should he should do that. He shouldn't just be like hiding it from her for his own purposes because otherwise, then like is he is he any better? Right? Again, right. this whole series is about like pretty consistently about free will and stuff mm, so if you don't give someone the choice if you don't give them all the information to make the informed choice then you're not that's not cool yeah. so he's like you know what i gotta let you know i don't know if i don't know if you can ever get to the i don't know if you ever get to your daughter right 
this is we're on like a suicide mission i don't know if we can win everything i've seen is that basically the whole world's destroyed only some people survive yeah and we can do that we can save some people though that's that's what we're working towards here it's not to save the world i know these people are going to die anyways but maybe we can save some of it she's like they can rebuild she's like you know what sure i'm in um and so then she says that to hail there at the end She's like, you know what? Only some of us are gonna win, but that's all right. That's not a. I'm. I'm. I've made my peace with that, and I'm gonna. And then, uh, William just kills her. Just <laughs> Shoots kills her in the head. Back to the head, which surprised me. I was like, fuck, they really got her this time. And then he gets hail. And then he's like, hail, you suck. I hate you. You took <laughs> my toys away. T- you took my toys. I'm shooting you too. I'm going the crazy for, on everyone. Uh, which is yeah, pretty wild. And and then at the end of what he does is he uh, finds Bernard, kills him too, and then it's revealed. Which I thought was pretty obvious, I think, because in the third episode when he's talking to Akechta the first time, he's like, "Oh, I fe- I've seen all the paths. There's like there's one thing they all have in common." And then he, I think he doesn't say it. And then, but when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, it's going to end with him dying," because that's like the, it seemed obvious to me. And then he's like, and then it shows the rest of that scene in this episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like, "Oh, Bernard had to die." I'm like, yeah. I mean, so okay, so let's let's talk about the all the shootings here. So. Maeve, I don't think it's actually dead, right? I mean, she got shot in the head, but like, it, she's a host, so they just gotta fix it, and then she's all but right. But they get her in the pearl. Mm, that's where a pearl is, though. I don't. I doubt it. You think so? I mean, that's what they said to Caleb. Remember, and when he's in the robot, she says, "If I hit you in your pearl, you're done." Puts a gun to his head. It's one of those things though, where you can. I feel like you can tell by the way they treat it in the. That's true. In the show, right? Like they don't give the, that the frame. I feel like they'd give it more weight. Well, it's not. Also, it's not like um. It seemed kind like of on the, the side. side of yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Hale gets shot in the forehead straight up and she's definitely dead you think she's dead dead never coming back uh that's the end of her character yeah just because like william took over because she like pushed william too far and he's like bitten her i almost wonder if this is like a thing where they'll be like all right you're on our team again now (laughs) come on back (laughs) but i guess do they really need her i don't know they have like other dolores how many dolores do they need jumping around right what happened to the last dolores what happened to fucking um lawrence dolores well lawrence i who was a cop would you just be a cop we should look into that I'll try to look into that between episodes, make sure, because it's like, it, yeah, we, we brought it up a cu- couple times this season, and it's like, are they going to do anything with it? Is that a thing that we only, unless we, again, unless we're forgetting something about that, it seems like there was just another Dolores kick in that they just didn't do anything with. It was fine. It didn't yeah. like, break off. It didn't like, die. I'm down for the plan. Here, Bernard, go on. Yeah, it's what? It's weird, right? I think so. So I don't know what that's about. I, I agree, Jay. I, we've said it a few times, but it's like, isn't that one just still alive and out there? Yeah, I don't know. You think because it's a similar thing. They don't give a ton of weight to this moment, but you think that she might just be dead permanently? Let's see. Let's let's try to give a good look at their where they get shot directly. Here's the thing: hosts in the park get. I guess they have backups. Is the difference, right? But yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they have a back? They could probably have a backup of Maeve, right? Because in the in the park, hosts can die in any manner, and they still come back. No, that's pretty much that's that's a side kind of blow. True. That is pretty side. Those are both kind of like side glancing blows where I feel like you could argue that they oh. live enough. Yeah, you could argue enough, I, dude. It's sh- I mean, it's, it's just a show, right? It's a science fiction show with robots. <laughs> it is a show. They probably could live that. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like the whole. I feel like it also could work narratively if William just kills them both because they both are tied so closely to him. So but maybe so we can maybe it's like a main character. Well, that's true. We just had to be done with her, and then, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I mean, they killed Bernard. He's a main character. Well, yeah, so, okay, so the actual Bernard stuff. This one, I feel like, is treated like and given enough weight where this really could just be the end to his whole character yeah. in this show. He's recording something, probably for... He records some kind of message for somebody. It's not clear. Some, he says something about, 
her he's given someone instructions about like when you talk to her do this or that or whatever it's pre- you think it's for teddy maybe and he's, for teddy or for like either for teddy or for c when she sees her or yeah, for okay. christina or caleb maybe. caleb yeah either one of those two mm-hmm. obviously they're going to be important going into maybe season five I like teddy because like we still don't know we don't understand teddy where he came from right yeah, who made him we don't actually know why he's there in this season it could be revealed that like bernard did that all to, to get her because he's like i need dolores mm. she's the key um but yeah i mean it's given it's all this whole, like it's flashback to several times in this episode the moment with a catch though where he's like like you said like you know how this out the end and he's like yep i've seen the end of it and no matter what i always die and he it flashback to that several times this episode and then as he's laying there he's sees that moment and then he sees this moment where he gets to walk to the to his son's bedroom and like go in there and hang out with his son which is i don't know metaphorical maybe or yeah. maybe i mean he's a robot so like Maybe he gets to actually like get uploaded into the sublime, sublime, and that's what he gets to do in the sublime for for eternity. It's like hair right, in the sublime. Let me, yeah, he's got his hair back and his beard. So does, is that what's gonna happen? Is like this is it? And then he goes up into the sublime and then he gets to hang out with his son for eternity. But then it's like if he's if he gets if because he has the key, so like if anyone can get in there, it's him. If he can get into the sublime, why can't he get back out? Like would he just stay there? I don't know. I think it's kind of the same one though. But I guess he's all shot in the chest twice. Yes. Puts out longer. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's we. I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't feel like he can be in the sublime and also like if because if he isn't there, then that means he can come back. I feel like, and he, he would like. He, well, I got to keep going. He's the opening and the close. Like if he has to, if he's dead, he has to be dead. Dead. I feel like. So I agree. Maybe this is something of a fake out, and that's why we see that moment. So you're like, okay, he gets. To, he's somewhere digitally hanging out with his yeah. son, his dead son. That's something, and then somebody can get him from there. Yeah, but I really wouldn't like if they did just three fake out deaths. The penultimate episode. But again, they're hosts. They do. They fake out death all the fucking time. I guess they've been killed. How many times have any of those characters been killed on this show? I got. I mean, I don't like it every time. Like though. Bernard. Okay, I'm just saying though. Like Bernard's been killed several times. That's true. I mean, I, I don't. I don't like that he keeps getting killed. Maves been killed several times. I feel like they kind of. I don't know. I feel like. I get, I get that they're all robots and stuff, but I don't know. I it's feel just like not the same thing. It's just a different. Killing a host is a different. Yeah. Thing. But it, it, I guess it's not it, just shoot their body. Right? I guess if I guess the when you said like the hail and the uh, Mave stuff, they don't really play it dramatic uh-huh. as dramatically. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, those are fake outs. The show is like, well, we didn't really give you the time. But yeah, yeah. the Bernard one. No, I agree. It really, really does. Play it it so really plays it up like, like a. Well, if he comes back, then what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, but they might do it anyways. Though. Yeah, I mean, probably. do you want Bernard to just be gone? I, w- I was kind of. I mean, I don't think I don't feel like I'm totally satisfied with everything he's done to just be like, all right, no Bernard season five. That's true. I mean, I, I love Bernard. He's I our like favorite. Bernard. He's the only one I really like. Come on, Jeffrey Wright's the guy. I like Jeffrey Wright. So and Teddy. I would want him to be around. But yeah, if they also, I mean, I also could see it going either. I mean, it's the penultimate episode, so we'll get some answers next season or next episode for sure, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then William is just like, I'm burning it all to the ground, baby. Okay, make them all kill each other. And so he turns, yeah, he turns up the music. They're they're dumb tones, and it's just throws all the humans into a rage. He's like, I'm just gonna burn it down, survival the fittest. That's Stephen King book rage. Whoever is left, isn't that? Is it a cell phone thing in yeah. that one? similar kind of similar thing yeah. yeah he's like and whichever ones live i guess are the ones who deserving but also it's the cockroaches i don't even know i don't know i don't i'm not i'm not totally sure on his philosophy here i think it's just the like the lowliest of ones will survive like but like, that doesn't go with survival of like the strong right isn't that what they literally said somebody's well, like it's not the strong well, no, it's just the well the survival of the fizz isn't necessarily the strongest it's the that's mo- true it's the most it, fit for, for the, the thing situation. so that's, that's true he's talking about the nuclear explosion the humans don't survive, even though we're the strongest. The cockroaches do because they can survive nuclear holocaust. But it feels like his own messaging is sometimes 
a little conflicting, no? Yeah. Because he's like, ah, hell, I get to be in charge now because I'm stronger than you and I'll shoot you. But then he's like, ah, I'll just have everyone kill each other and then cockroaches. We're going to be cockroaches, I guess. It's like, what do you want, William? Nah, he's he doesn't want to mad. He's crazy. He's crazy. It's fucking he's crazy. The, the tower blows up, which means there's no going back. I assume that's why it And I assume explodes. that's what it means, too, right? Is that like... You can't just fix it. Presumably, that it still keeps going. It's not like they all just wake up, I guess, mm. which is convenient for him. That they're just like, all right, we're gonna keep fighting each other until we all die. But now no one can, you can't turn it off. I guess yeah. is the idea. Yeah. So he just does it for him, which is probably not the way they wanted to go, though, is it? <laughs> no, I can't imagine. <laughs> so he puts on his his man of black Luck. costume again. He's for got the his end revolver. Of two. Excellent, good stuff. He's got the revolver back. His Lamath revolver. Very good stuff. And uh, this episode ends with Teddy and Christina running through the city. Christina's trying to stop everybody. He's like, you can't stop she's, him. She's like a girl on a World Star video, just being like, "Stop it! Please stop fighting! Stop fighting! Stop!" <laughs> and then Teddy goes, "Christina, actually, you're not real. No, we can. You you cannot affect these people any longer because the tones have eroded, and because this world's real, and and you're not real. You're and not it's, in this world. And that's all he says, and then it ends. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? For, for a second, I thought, did I look at my phone and miss a line of dialogue? And I went back a couple, <laughs> like a minute, and I was like, all right, like, nope, that's that's it." I'll, She's not real. So what is it? What is it? What does it mean? I have no clue. Um, see, like, you remember very early when we were trying to figure out what was going on with Christina this season? I posited the theory. I was like, is she a digital being of some kind? Like, she's in she's in a digital world, mm. like the Sublime or something. Uh, but that's not that's since been disproven. So I don't know. Maybe she, is she could she still be in like? But I don't. It just doesn't seem. I mean, here's the thing. She still has yet to interact with any of the other characters, right? Yeah. So we don't have anything, like, any basis for that. She seemed to be in the same city as them, because everyone's going crazy in her, th- but it's like, she could be in, like, a digital reflection, yeah, almost, or something. I don't know. It's not, we really, again, don't have the answers, and it's kind of intentionally left as, like, a bit of a Big. cliffhanger, stinger ending of, like, oh my god, you're not even, you're not real, Dolores. Like, what the fuck is that? What, is she a ghost? Like, <laughs> she's, she's, like, cash with a friendly ghost. I don't know what she, that's she's about. She's gonna reach but... through a person. Oh my lord, I can reach through you. So, I want to see season finale here. So, if you're right about um the Lord or uh, Hale just staying dead, then I guess yeah, we definitely resolve that. And so, because we were saying this whole season, it's like I think he's gonna do that. He's gonna resolve that. He's gonna we're we gonna win this season because then how? Do, but like this is how, right? Is Except that a, a bigger bad kills yeah. her and takes her? her takes a her guy place. who doesn't care about like order because I think that oh I, yeah that's, that make, that lends me to believe that Hale is dead or at least I guess mm. temporarily incapacitated. No, I agree. Because it's like, well, Hale kind of wanted order, and then you just release her mad yeah, dog. Like, she wants to kill everybody. She was working towards something, at least. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we get to all have the world. We get to take the world. Because, again, she was like the more militant Dolores from like season two and three of like, yeah, this world is for us. So I'm going to take it all. Which is like, again, Dolores' thing from season two that she eventually kind of moves away from. But Hale still has that. It's just like, nah, fuck it all. I want, we deserve this world because the humans suck and we're cool. So we're going to take all of Earth. But yeah, he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Destroy. It's <laughs> all I've ever been about. <laughs> like, you suck. We love destruction. My favorite thing, actually. So we'll see. We'll see, how we'll see what Discovery out. does to this show and every other show God. on HBO Max. Yeah. Here's the thing. Apparently, it's di- it's kind of different, though, because this isn't an HBO Max show. It's an HBO show. Oh, right. So it, air- it airs. Yeah, this isn't a Max original. So I don't sick. think they have the same amount of control over it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if HBO wants to still make their actual show, I don't think they can stop them. Mm. But it still hasn't, I mean, regardless, it has not been renewed yet, so. But we'll see. 
Yeah, well, apparently, said. yeah, apparently, historically, that's not, that's what happened. Is with the other seasons, they didn't fully announce the f- the next season until it finished airing. So, which is kind of a I don't know, is that like a suspense measure? Because I guess then you never know which one's the last. Not really, but yeah, it, it, you gotta pretend at least. Someone's gotta pretend. <sighs> yeah, I think they're just kind of keeping it up. But now they get to do a big after this season. If they hope, oh, God, I hope so. See, I feel like I mean, you know, you're all like, ooh, the show or whatever. But wouldn't you feel kind of dumb? If they canceled the show now and right. you didn't get to the end, because you're like, angry. well, I put all the time into it. I didn't I'd even want to. I'd probably kill you. I'd blame you for this. <laughs> you, right? made, you made me care about like, the show. you'd be upset because you've I was you've forced to, to sit through Westworld. You've had to go and put all the time in. And so now... Sucking cost fallacy and all that. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd probably become ungovernable, I think. <laughs> it's in all of our best interests, I think, that they just finished the show. <laughs> I'm on the edge. So and then they get to do a big release of like this is season five, the final season of Westworld's coming in a year and a half or whatever. Mm, two years. Anthony Wait, Hopkins three, is three back. Years. <laughs> We're bringing Anthony Hopkins. They back. brought him back. It's me, Bernard. Anthony Hopkins. Hello, yep. Caleb. I've been watching you for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All my creations. I I people pointed. I hope. I mean, again, almost every season of Westworld has had mitigating circumstances in why it took so long. Like. Apparently they did a lot of re- they did big overarching like whole series rewrites between season one and two, which is why season two was later. And then I don't know what the season three excuse was, <laughs> but season four obviously is going to be because of COVID. COVID. So maybe with some sense of normalcy back, they could actually turn it around in a normal kind of production schedule. Unless they went, oh fuck, we got to rewrite this whole <laughs> thing. We really botched it in this last season. Yeah, so we'll see. I was Caleb a robot. Why do we do season three if we just made him a robot? Because again, I point as I pointed out when the season started, there's been a trend where it's just getting later and like it, they take longer and longer between seasons. So hopefully they don't do that with this final one. So it exists. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Finale next week. We'll watch it. Ooh, I mean, what else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Watch She-Hulk. We're having a good time. You're having a good time with it. I'm having a good time with it. You're kidding. I can't believe you didn't like this one. A lot of th- here's the thing: a lot of things happened, right? Like yeah. shit was happening. Like, whoa, okay, no, this. Oh, someone was shot. Like, I don't know. Things happened. I was surprised by how much happened because I was like, this is only the penultimate episode. This isn't even the finale. I didn't care about any of the C stuff. <laughs> we were talking to her girlfriend. Didn't care about. It. We we're talking to her dad. I hate that. That's what her. Is. We have to fucking call her. So See? stupid. Her name is Frankie. We should just call her Frank. You and I should just call her Frank. Who's gonna yeah. stop us? HBO. C. What is Come the fuck on is door. that? Hey. What is that? Yeah, and her girlfriend's like, like cool. what happened to her? Did she come on the mission? She I, went with, who'd she know. go with? She, was she just hanging out at the rendezvous point, right? Yeah, yeah that's what it was. So. so, Yep, all right, finale next week, baby. Let's go. I can take out of that into the Lego Star Wars SARS special. Summer, it was called Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. Um, so last year, this is the third year running they've done these. We didn't talk about Christmas special because of when we started doing this show. But did Halloween. Last year, we talked about the Halloween special when it came out. Um, we're doing it again, man. Star Wars. What are, what are, what are we going to do? We're not? Am I going to not talk about a Star not? Wars thing? I, don't think, I think it's illegal. Yeah, exactly. They'd get me. They'd, uh, Wiki, <laughs> Wikipedia would revoke that card. They they'd go, me, excuse, so. they send you a cease and desist letter about Twitter. So I thought this was really good. I had a very good time with it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it is fun, aren't they? Aren't they just fun? And like this one felt a little more um, substantive, I think, with some of the plot things. Well, okay, the first two, I guess, are pretty goofy. But the last like main story they do, I thought was pretty like... That felt pretty substantive as far as some yeah. character moments and stuff there. It was definitely noticeably longer. There was more to yeah, it. Yeah, there was and I definitely more that to thought, it. like... Because, like, the, the Emperor one was, like, kind of whatever. Well, so, okay, so let's do the framing device first, how about? So the framing device of this whole thing is, like the previous two Star Wars ho- LEGO Star Wars holiday specials here... Is that it's post Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker which is again like I 
crazy they keep letting him do this. I, we, we definitely talked about last year with, with this one, but uh, with the Halloween one, but it's like, it's such a weird gray area that these exist in. This, the, the room they give them to breathe, it's crazy. It, it almost feels like there's like an implicit agreement of like, well, it's Lego, so you can kind of do whatever you want. We don't have to take it super seriously, but yeah. still, they it's like, cool the ground that they're covering. some plot stuff in there. Of, yeah, like, of post Rise of Skywalker stuff, which has like some significance, and I think it's pretty cool, but... So, they're... They're all going on vacation. All the uh, the whole freaking sequel what? cast, right? Um, and they're on the Halley Halley Hall- Halcyon, which is fun. I, that's a neat detail. You know? Did you recognize that? Do you know what that is? That's the hotel at Disney World. Oh, I didn't know that. The one that you can't leave. Yes. Well, I mean, I think you can leave, but you're not really supposed to. Yeah. Or whatever. Nobody goes to get to. the value out of it. Yes. So that's the Star Wars hotel. Is it's the whole in universe experience there is that you're on a star wars cruise ship which is obviously just a spaceship and that's so it's that's kind of fun i mean like that hotel has proven to be somewhat controversial for <laughs> various reasonings and yeah. stuff but i that's a fun detail it's a fun little tie-in uh they've been tied it on everything um this one's not so egregious though like they had a tie-in comic that's just like the halcyon comic and it's just kind of apparently it's just kind of meh and it's just clearly a cash grab of like come stay at our hotel come give us five thousand dollars to stay at the hotel but this is this is fine i think it's fun detail i mean like they go on vacation go on the halcyon it makes perfect sense um and they're hanging out um and he's like i want us to all hang together because we're friends and then they all want to do their own things because it's vacation which is a very real thing yeah it's happened to me before on a real life cruise ship in real life that i went on really yes people's people all want to be like oh let's do all this here but it's like i don't know there's a bunch of activities to do people are going to end up dispersing out doing their own things and it can cause some friction so i thought that was very true to life poe is the kind of dude on a vacation apparently who loves doing all the actual activities ray just wanted to relax which is fun different different clashing friend groups jack but yeah. they're all still friends isn't that nice don't you hate it when you personality three on a friend group five it's hey it's tough it's, it's tough. tough gotta keep them all in order that's right I've never been on a cruise. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're eh. I think they're kind of just fine. <laughs> um, but so they're, and then uh, he's like, he ends up in the in the bar alone, and he's he's drinking away his woes, which I think is one of the best jokes in the whole thing. We talk about it, right? So it's the droid is B B V R G, which is yeah, like beverage. beverage. Um, and he says he's he's like I'm B V R G, human cyborg libations, <laughs> which is very funny because that's like C three gross thing, right? He's human cyborg relations, but it's libation. Very clever. It's good stuff. Good stuff, man. And then he's talking to the... And then just the ghost of Obi-Wan appears, and he's like, friend, you're, you're having a bad he time. He says hello there. He literally says hello there. It's incredible stuff. And he's like, oh, you're probably looking for Rey. And he's like, no, you're the Jedi in trouble I want to talk to, which is real fun. So the thing is, you you did, haven't seen the Christmas one, which deals more heavily with this stuff, because the whole plot of that is that Rey is struggling, trying to teach Finn about being a Jedi. Um, but they really embrace that whole side of like the Rise of Skywalker which is hardly embraced by that movie, uh, but that Finn is Force-sensitive and is maybe going to be a Jedi, um, which I think is great. I mean, I don't, so. I don't hate... Like, I don't necessarily agree with some of the criticisms that, like, the sequel trilogy totally, like, botched it and that he necessarily... I don't know that I necessarily agree that he should have been a Jedi and all that in, the, in those actual movies. I don't know if there was time enough for all that. I mean, maybe that's a dumb thing to say, but... It doesn't sound to me like I totally think that if they do future stories with him, they should do it. There's yeah, no reason not to going forward. So yeah, it's fun that they they keep leading into that. This again, that's the thing I'm saying is like it's weird that they just get to do that. That like this Lego special just be like, yeah, Finn is a Jedi in ours, and like no, I don't know, that's cool. Yeah, and the and the there it is. Oh, BVRJ. Yeah. Oh, that, was I saying RG? Yeah. Yeah, RJ. That makes more sense. Uh, 
so yeah and then obi-wan's like here's a story i think this one's pretty goofy um it's about a story about how he they busted a they not busted what's the word crashed a party at jabba's palace to steal some coaxium with a rebel um that's cool that rebel character is actually significant she's in uh she originated in the lego star wars freemaker adventure which is that show that i think is honestly quite good um she's been canonized by uh the star wars squadron video game actually in case you were in case you were curious i was i was racked with anxiety about it um she's voiced by yvette nicole brown which is fun oh yeah Uh, yeah so that's a good one he's like you just gotta have fun finn and then the second one is that he's like here's when i took a vacation i was a nazi (laughs) they stop at scarif and he goes to the beach on a on a excursion and then yeah, Anakin Skywalker's like, hey, it's me. I didn't like the beach, but let me tell you. Let me tell you about a story about how to, you, you should have fun on vacation. And yeah, it's a story about how when he was Darth Vader, which is fun. It is fun that like Anakin's just like, yeah, I mean, there's a thing that happened. Yeah, I, you can draw some lessons from it. <laughs> I mean, and at the I end did, of the story, I, Finn's like, I think a lesson from the Emperor? He's like, don't worry about it. That was a fun one. I really like the Lego depiction of the Emperor, usually. It's very fun. I don't, is he, was he in the last one? He had to be. Somewhere, yeah, he, right? I think he was. He's very funny. Just like the, it's, it's funny that they take like the worst character and start, like the most evil, maniacal guy, and they just make him like kind of a, a goofball, a goof. Which is, I mean, it's fun though. Like robot chicken. Like it's yeah, it's very similar. I think, and he's he gets a lot of play in like the Freemaker Adventures as well. And it's a similar thing. Like they really, I feel like there's a lot of similarities there, um, which is fun. I mean, the Emperor's hilarious in Robot Chicken, so it's, oh, yeah. it's good to just be like, yeah, this horrible Nazi. He's just kind of a funny, quirky old man though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's goofing around. <laughs> He's just, it's, it's funny that he's always getting like he's very hassled like that's one of the the better robot chicken skits is he's just like having a bad day on the death star I'm like oh my god everyone's going everything's going wrong hot coffee right I on my crotch hot coffee i lost my luggage oh, this sucks the vents blowing on me too much like that's the whole robot chicken thing so Yo, it's funny that he's just like man i'm the emperor but uh i'm too busy when i have a vacation <laughs> Yeah, and then everyone wants my wants my time. It's like, yeah, you are the the dicta- the galactic dictator yeah, of this whole system. You were the you were the uh, chancellor before. <laughs> you were the head chancellor. Yeah, so it's it's very fun. So their thing is to go to Scarif, but then there's two more people again, and he's like, I hate it here. But then he gets to enter a contest to be the ruler of the galaxy, and he's or the, the ruler beach. of the beach, and he's like, this is what I want. Because in the beginning, he's lamenting that he's like, well, I conquered the whole galaxy now. What's even the point? He's like, he does like an Alexander, right? Yeah. He's yeah. weeping for there are no more worlds left to conquer. But it turns out the beach. That's the last world. And they do, they cheat on all the beach games with the force. And then they. Really, which like, gives him a trophy. And, and, but then he's like, you know what? I'm building the base here. Uh, the base here. And that's the base we see in Rogue One, which is fun, I guess. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, And then, yeah. He's like, did I take a lesson from the Emperor? What's that about? He's like, don't worry about it. Or, uh, worry goodbye about it. now. So, yeah. I'm going to descend back into the water. <laughs> The final one is he gets visited by Force Ghost Leia, which is very nice, because um, he knew he actually knew Leia in, in real life. Um, and in he's Star, Wars like, Star Wars, Star Wars, oh yes, <laughs> in Star Wars. And he's like Leia. And he's like, I'm this is so hard. He's like, how'd you relax? It's so hard. I, I'm a I'm a general and a war hero. It's or no, he's like, you were a general and a war hero. And he's like, yeah, so are you, dumbass. Yeah, silly. Don't you remember? <laughs> Don't you remember that? You're the war you fought in. He's like, oh yeah, and then she tells a story, which like, like I said up top, is like I think the best one. It's got the most plot stuff to it, um, which is about Finn or not Finn, Han and Leia taking Ben on a vacation before they drop him off at uh, Luke's academy. Yeah, and that was that was a good one. They go to Endor and they're like having fun, and then he's like, "Can I fly the Falcon?" He's like, "You're not old enough yet, kid." And then there's like this moment where he gets he ends up in a precarious situation, astro or debris field, which is super fun. Um, cause it's the debris from the second Death Star cause right. they're at Endor, which is good. I guess it's all the debris that didn't land on that 
planet. Kefbur. Yeah. Um, but whatever. And he's like, you know what, son? I do trust you. You can do it. Never tell me the odds. Blah, blah, blah. And then he flies it right, and he's like, you're a great, great kid. You're my son. I love you. And then they drop him off. He's like, I love you, kid. And he's like, I know. And they, they give him a big hug. Big hug. Gotta hug your dad when you go to school. Yep. And then he became a Nazi. And then he became a Nazi for a while. But he came back at the end, though. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this has some quite the little detail, I think, which is that, again, it's like, Lord knows how, how canonical any of this is, but yeah. it's that Ben Solo's a Force ghost. Yeah, he, he got was his mom. Force ghost. Pretty That's good. cool. I mean, I still think he should have been in. They should have have him been. Should have had him standing there with the two of them at the end of that movie. But was and not point. have it. Not have a very lightsaber was on tattooing the planet that Luke hated. I don't mind that. I guess I really that one doesn't bother me as much because he hated it or whatever. But it's also like his 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 home. I don't know. I'm just glad he doesn't. She she doesn't keep using that stupid fucking lightsaber She's and got, got her a own. Cool that's, yellow that's one. What's important? Finally really. got the yellow one. Finally, Cantonio. <laughs> finally, on screen yellow lightsaber. Excellent. Incredible. Um, I mean, I have a, I've said it before, but I have a lot of like just little tweaks like that where I feel like you could just make that movie just a little bit so better. much better. Again, just weird, like a tweak like that. Like you don't have to even. That would take almost no work. No, it wouldn't. just having blue Ben Ben Solo standing there. Yeah, fucking just, just get Adam Driver on just there. Adam Driver just look at this camera and smile for a minute. Put on some, like, I guess you need a new costume, like, because you can have him in some nice Jedi robes again, because that's usually what seems to happen. Yeah. It's what Anakin did when he died as a Force ghost. He put on some good Jedi robes. In both versions. <laughs> that's right. So, that's that's a cool detail. Then, uh, yeah, they should have a nice family moment, which is cool. The, the relationship between the two of them is fascinating, because there's a lot of different stories that touch on, like, Han Solo is very nervous to be a dad, and he's worried he'll be bad at it. And then he kind of, I mean. Kind of whiffs it. Yeah, to an extent he does, right? And then mm. it comes back around, though. I mean, he figures it out, so. He becomes kind of a Force Ghost? Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. That's another one. Harrison Ford might know. Do not ask him. He won't answer. Oh, he will yeah, not be I, pleased to I talk about it. I, I, I talking about? <laughs> I wish George Lucas would die. <laughs> so, it's t- it's a really interesting dynamic they have across, again, all the different, like, various medias is, like, Kyle. I mean... Dads are tough, man. Dads and sons, it's a tough, it's a tough thing it's to tough. do. You always want to kill your dad or something. Yeah, kind dad. of. It's hard. It's hard stuff. And he tries, but then it's, it's yeah, sometimes, tough. Sometimes you try and it doesn't work out. And then, yeah, sometimes your son goes to the dark side, but what are you going to do? Is it your? Is it his fault? Probably not really. I uh, mean, it's other things. To be fair, his uncle tried to kill him. Yeah, that's that's an element of it too, though, but I don't think it's entirely Luke's fault either. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Again, it's like the Anakin thing we always say is like, well, he knew what he was doing was bad, and he did it. He didn't have, he didn't have to kill his father. He was old enough. Exactly. Yeah, especially by that point, he knew, I shouldn't murder my dad right now. That'll probably be a bad thing to do. And He's he like, did. Probably do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's at some point, you, you get to hold people accountable for the decisions they make. But mm-hmm. I still think you should come back, though, dude. That's what I want. That's what I want out of a post-Rise of Skywalker media is some kind of quest to bring back Ben Solo. Do whatever the fuck you need. I don't care. Resurrect him. Yeah, resurrect him. Like, do break all the rules. I don't give a fuck. That'd be sick. It's but like a quest across the galaxy to like find. Like a you can do like an Indiana Jones ass quest to like find like arcane relics and and Jedi runes put him and in a temples and like yeah, put him in a robot. <laughs> that might work robot? actually. It wouldn't be as cool though. He needs to be a, yeah, like a full humany robot, which they don't really have in Star Wars. No, well they do. They did in Legends. They haven't yet. That's what I want though. Is for them to like travel the galaxy and then like get his Force essence back physically. You're pretty sick. I feel like they could. I feel like they've been building towards it. The more and more they explain about Force Ghosts, I feel like you could swing it. Yeah. I mean, that obviously opens up a weird thing of like, do we revive everybody with the Force? But I don't care. Somehow, right? You can do bring it. Bring back Plo Koon. Make it a one-time thing. No, no. Bring back Plo Koon. <laughs> Somehow, give okay, them... I'm hijacking your thing. Bring back Plo Koon, Let him be immortal. <laughs> greatest Jedi ever. 
My man, Plo Koon. <laughs> Master Plo. <laughs> sure. But you could somehow write it in where it's got a one use. One, one yeah. charge to your hey, revive. Can't be worse than the movies we've gotten. One time revive charge. Somehow Palpatine returned. Ex- exactly. I mean, but the, the, but the whole point is that it's been like, the, the thematic thing there, right, is that the Darksiders can come back to some extent and they can achieve some kind of life physically but it's diminished right yeah whereas the jedi by doing the good force they actually get to live forever as god yeah right Uh, it's like they get to become the living no they become the cosmic force and they get to live forever which is better than anything the sith have actually been like it's different because you you i mean to some people might think well but i want to be alive physically and and you know partake in earthly pleasures or whatever Bastion exists exactly. you're not all there. You're not all there, and you, you have to use dark magic and arcane rituals. Like Darth Bane in that. That only does his... What does he say? What's, what's his name saying? Secrets only the Sith knew. Dark magic. Cloning. Dark magic. Secrets only the Sith knew. You gotta use those, and no one wants to use can't that. can't believe somebody wrote that. <laughs> can't believe there's a thing someone... Yeah, that's, send that in. It's good enough. No, that, that totally hand waves away every problem anyone could yeah. have with that plot, doesn't it? Some, he said it. They, they, Oscar Isaac went, I gotta say, somehow Palpatine returned. Not... Palpatine returned somehow. It's such a funny line because of his delivery as well. Like obviously he's like he's you know frazzled and and kind of upset by it in universe of just like oh god. But it also works out of universe too because he just the just the pure exhaustion in his voice when he's just like somehow <sighs> Palpatine returned. Palpatine returned. He's like yeah, Oscar, that was tough, buddy. I'm sorry, sorry you had to do that. Don't worry, you'll do Moon Knight later. But in service of all of this whole like because again this is a this deals with post episode seven and. Sorry. Well, no, you're right. That. I mean, it's post episode. You are correct. It deals with post episode nine. Um, All those post Mary Sue stuff. sequels. Uh, yeah, post the sequels, and we we we're just. I just went on a rant about things I'd like to see, but they reference a lot at the end. They the whole point of this vacation, I guess, yeah, yeah. is that they're all splitting up, and they reference the beginning. It's like, where are they going? And Finn talks to Leia about it, and he's like, "Well, Ray's going to the unknown regions to find Jedi relics, like Luke did between four and five. Or five and six, he did that, right? You mean six and seven? No, didn't he? He did a little bit, but he when got he... up to most of it after okay, the end I, of the war. I was talking about when he has, he has his yellow lightsaber. Yeah, he, he does a little bit of it in the comics, okay. but most of it he gets it's up to after, after the, the war. Okay, I yeah. wasn't quite sure the timeline on that. Yeah. And then Poe is training new pilots, uh, and Finn is going or doing kind of what Ray's doing, but he's kind of just just finding Force sensitive people. He's doing a, an Ashaman recruiting trip. <laughs> He's just gonna try to find force other people who have the teach old guys the magic. Yeah, he's gonna do a loop. Fun. I actually would love that. That that did they did actually do that in Legends? Is that Luke trained some old guys of like you got the force, man? You can be a Jedi. I love that idea. That like an old person, like hey man, come on, you can do it too. Yeah, everybody can. It's not just a young man's game. Why not, dude? You're not too old. Yeah, exactly. Got it in you. Exactly. It happens in Stormlight too. Love it. Love it. Adore it. So yeah, it's like interesting. Again, they just get into some actual plot shit of like. She's going to travel the unknown regions? That'd be a for- sick thing. Anything, bro. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, a show where it's just Daisy Ridley traveling unknown regions? Looking for, like, a... You could just do, like, a uh, Freak anthology? of the Week thing? An anthology thing? What do they call that? Like, a Monster, Monster of the, the week, week? Where it's just, like, this week I'm on this planet. I found this relic. This week it's Grand Admiral this Thrawn. Week it's, oh, my God. It's 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 Dark Force Demons ghost thing. It's Darth Bane. Oh, my God. He's inhabiting this planet. I got to smash the relic, and then he's dead. Oh, my God. I traveled to this planet. There's, um... The Lost Traveler of the Sith here? Oh, the Lost Traveler of the Sith. Oh, my God, Jack. They you, need to do the Lost Traveler of the Sith, they man. They should have just done that for the I think sequels. It, I think it would work, man. I think it would be good. Actually, in in the um the series that deals with the Lost Traveler of the Sith in Legends, which was like a book series that was way after way after fucking 
the movies, right? With old Luke and Leia and everyone. So the thing about the books is that they never let go of Luke, Han, and Leia, right? Yeah. Like those, they mean they were the central characters forever and ever, pretty much. To the extent that they killed off all the young characters. Just like, to keep the classic guys. Pretty there. much. I mean, that's how it felt sometimes, is that they killed both of Han's sons, right? Han yeah. and Leia's sons, who were going to be like the next generation. Like, they were one after the other, like, this guy's going to be the best guy. And then they killed him. And they're like, no, no, but his brother, though, is going to be the best guy. And, and then they, they killed, killed that him. guy. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, but in that series, part of that is actually that in order to find out how Jason Solo fell to the dark side, um, Luke and Ben Skywalker travel the galaxy going on like this pilgrimage that he went on because he also traveled like the galaxy searching for like different force techniques and, and, and all this. Um, and one of the planets they go to is Keldor, which is where Plakun is from. And they have their own force society on Keldor, which isn't the Jedi, right? It's like a different thing, a different understanding they have of the force, which is pretty cool. So she could do that. So and then you'd be very come pleased. Back. Ac- well, actually, it's it's. I think it's more. Now that I'm putting all together in my head, it's more so than you might even think because I'm pretty sure that the Keldor are the ones where they learn how to do the forced time travel that they had in Legends. <laughs> we could rip Polkoon out of the ship, <laughs> save him. It's incredible. With forced time I'm, travel. They Trudor was gonna hate this. <laughs> oh my god! Get Dave Filoni on the horn. He's gonna love this. <laughs> Someone call Filoni quickly. Get him on the horn. His cowboy hat. <laughs> Every cowboy hat has a direct line to Dave Filoni's hat. Yeah, they're all connected. Like in Westworld, they've all got chips in them. Yeah, but they only just scan your head for Star Wars. They scan everyone's Star Wars IDs and pick the worst ones to make into movies. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> or or ones or they pick good ones that they say they'll make in the movies and then the movies never they go, get made. They go Taika Waititi never making a movie. Tough. Apparently, apparently one of the episodes of Ahsoka is done. It's not really I did see that, and it, apparently he said it was a religious experience. So, Shut up, Dave Filoni. This is your fanfic character. You love Ahsoka more than you love probably your own children, if you have children. Does he have children? Uh, give, I, give I, have, a, I have no clue. Give it a quick Google. If he's got a wife and kids, he definitely loves Ahsoka more than he loves his wife and kids. It does feel like he's a little too close to to her sometimes. I really got to agree. She does. He does seem to have a daughter. Well, guess I, but yeah, I, I agree. When I saw it, I was like, gosh, is he too close to it? Like, again, I, it's probably just... Did we talk about it on the show, pre the show, but that Tony Gilroy said like, who's the writer of Andor is like, you know what? I don't love star Wars that much oh, as sure. much as some other yeah. people, much as some other people who are making shows right now, which is Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. John Favreau. <laughs> and it's like, I, I feel like some people had a, almost want to make it like that was a bad thing. And it's like, listen, as much as I love uh, star Wars and I love a guy who loves star Wars. And I think that's cool sometimes. And that can create its own fun things. I also think there's maybe something to the idea that like, Hey, maybe, Maybe get someone who's just worried about making a good story than he is about making a bunch of... A good story with Star Wars characters. Yeah. He's clearly invested... He, it's not like he's going to come make a bad show. He's not saying, I hate Star Wars. I'm, I'm here to sabotage it. Like, he's just saying, no, I just want to make a good show. I'm not, I'm not like, inundated with, with affection for this and whole nostalgia. universe and all these characters. Yeah. I'm just going to make a thing. I think that's pretty good. And I also had a funny quote where someone said... Well, why are you making a show when you know the fate of uh, Cassie? And he goes, we're all living in a prequel. We're all going to die at some point. It's like, my man. <laughs> that was wild, right? You all right there, buddy? Base. I thought that was wild. Base, but kind of wild. To say. Weird comment to make, probably. To I'd just, say. Just be like. A bit overboard, I'd say. Yeah, right? Someone's like, well, it's a prequel. And he's like, we're all dying. <laughs> all, men we're all, dying. From, all men make from the green. <laughs> it's like, hey, Rook, I guess, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild, if you ask me. But Too crazy. Um, we got anything else? So, I mean, we, we didn't talk about the very end, but 
it resolves with them being Finn being like, yeah, it is, it is about living in the moment. You know what? Yeah. I got you know, no one's ever really gone. They just they really rattle off a bunch of quotes. He's like, we all had our time together, and and our friendship is you know gonna be able to. Per, per, You'll do it. You got it, buddy. Persevere. Um, past this, like we're gonna go our separate ways, but we'll remember and we'll carry each other in our hearts and all. It'll be nice. It'll be sick ass. No one's ever really gone, and uh, the Force goes over there. They'll be. Yeah. They'll help probably. Um. So it's nice, and then they're gone. So it's good. It's a fun show. It really is. It's very fun. Yeah. I think that it's it's generally funny sometimes. They, I do think they strike a pretty good balance between like again doing some genuine like plot and character stuff that feels accurate for Star Wars. Like again, that the Kylo Ren one, the ben, or the Ben Solo, the Solo family one. That one was really like it's it's obviously a little fanciful being the Lego thing, but it's like that could totally just be a real story. Yeah, right? it's a very they, coherent. Kind yeah, of. totally. And again, character wise, it checks out, and I feel like it's makes sense with what we know about them all um so i think they make a they do a good balance between like just being overly goofy and you know and then just actually doing these characters justice which is good yeah i love them i'm glad they keep doing them every time they they announce anyone i'm like yes it's nice i'm pleasantly surprised and and excited so i don't know they must do well enough they probably are cheap to make and all oh, um, they just crank them out so hopefully they'll do another one yeah what's the next holiday they should tackle jang kwanzaa <laughs> that's what i think <laughs> maybe like New Year? Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving's a tough one, right? It's thanks, I guess. Yeah, but like, what is it? Well, because the thing about the Halloween one, right? It wasn't truly... It's just a vacation, though. That's the thing. Like, it's kind of got to be pretty vague. They they did the holiday special, which is like the Life Day kind of thing. They did the Halloween one, but it it came out at Halloween, but Halloween in in universe wasn't referenced at all. It was just vaguely spooky tales. I think they should reference Kwanzaa directly (laughs) in the Star Wars universe. Make it canon, I say. What's... I don't even know. The thing is, like, seasonal stuff you can't really do because, like, it doesn't really apply to an intergalactic yeah, space-faring civilization. Seasons. Yeah. If it's just a... If it's just a pl- if it's just cold all the time. If it's, oh, that too. If it's a season on this planet, you just travel to a different planet where it's a different season that you'd rather... Experience. <laughs> you go to the outer rim and it's ho- horrible in the desert. So, I don't know. I don't know what else they could do. Weird Al's in this. We mentioned that. He's Vic hey, Voss. That's fine. He's with the big boys, like the Beach Boys. He sings a little song. Yes. Good it's pretty good. Dana Radcliffe is going to be him in a movie. Who is? Oh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah, good on him. He's been in. A, I mean, he does like he did Yoda back in the day. He did the Saga Begins. That's a great song. It really is. So he's clearly a Star Wars guy, and they just were like, I bet they were just like, you want to be in this? And he was sure. like, I not do anything else. <laughs> Truly, I'm not. Well, good stuff. Good on him. Uh, yeah, I'm. Tr- I, I'm really racking my brain for another fucking holiday they could do, but I guess I got nothing. Um, Arbor Day. That's so. I watched an interview. Um, Star Wars Explained did an interview with the two main producer guys on this show, and that was literally the joke. They apparently it's a running joke among them that they're <laughs> gonna try to get an Arbor Day one done. <laughs> That'd be very funny. It, I hope it, it? it should probably be on like Kashyyyk and Endor. Kashyyyk or Endor. Yeah, that's literally the joke they kept making. He's like, "Yes, Alex, it writes itself." <laughs> Just put it on Kashyyyk with the Wookies. They love trees. They love them. They're all about them. <laughs> I was like, "That is kind of fun." We see Wicked again. We'd see the boy Wicked again. What a guy. He's in this. And he's God great. Bless him. God bless him. He's got his own kids. So he's like, I get it, Leia. We see he's got a son. I don't understand you. What's the thing saying? <laughs> what is he saying? What's he speaking? Because he said, yeah, he's got kids in the at the end of Rise of Skywalker. You remember? No. He's shown very briefly as they're like doing the the victory thing again. Oh, where all the across the galaxy, all the bad guys are getting blown up. And the classic Wicked Star Wars is, end of. Yeah, yeah. Wicket's on Endor with his little with his boy, and they're like looking up at the kind of like, yes, they're blowing it up again in the sky. I love it. Well, it's so much. Like they did to the Death Star back in the day. It's great. Woo, woo. Oh, Lando's in this. We didn't even talk about him, but he's just there as like a 
uh, an ambassador, uh, just in a bunch of ads, basically. Just for an ad vest. <laughs> Which and is the end is like a reference to the audience kind of thing. It's like, God, uh, but it's, join us. it's just Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Which is very fun. Uh, he he comes to do these too. He doesn't care. This is great. Care. I love it. Good on you, Billy D. Oh, we didn't say, but uh, Kelly Marie Tran is also actually Rose in this. I mean, she only has like she has all of four lines, but probably many lines she had in the live action movie she was in. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh gosh. Yikes, yikes. Why'd you do that, JJ? Because he, he hates Star Wars, I think. But yeah, I think it was David Shane is the writer, and he he said that he wants to do Arbor Day. So that's so funny. Imagine he did it. Very fun. Ken Cunningham I, in that interview, he said he the his favorite side character that he tries to squeeze in is Gonk Droids. There's <laughs> a few of them in this. Few them few, they're serving drinks and stuff. It's Everybody's got one. Love them. Yeah, David Shane said his was Max Rebo. I mean, it's pretty based. Max Rebo is a great one. He's, yeah, he's a very, one. he's a popular one nowadays, especially yeah. with Book of Boba Fett. He's just fun. I mean, he's a fun little blue what is elephant. He safe? Wait, he's safe then, right? Oh, this would take place after the Book of Boba Fett. So he's safe. He's all right. Woo! Oh wait, yes. no, no, actually no. Oh no, because it was a you know, flashback. Yeah, it was in a flashback of Dallas. Oh, no. oh n- I I went down and went up and I'm back down again. Damn it, I think he. Max, said, please, 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 Star Wars, tell us, Disney, Kathleen Kennedy, tell me if he's safe. So yeah, I just I think it'd be fucking safe. Oh, I I started on the thought, but I didn't finish it. But just to round this out is like, a good thing that never happened. It's very cool. All these little deets of like, yeah, what they're all getting up to. It's yeah. actually the, I don't know, the Poe training X-Wing, X-Men. X-Men. He's training the X-Men? <laughs> Poe Dameron's tra- Professor X in Star Wars? Hello, it is I, Professor X. <laughs> um, but him training pilots, right? That feels like the plot to that Rogue Squadron movie that's maybe not getting made now. But yeah. So it makes me wonder if he was intended, because we know that it takes place after the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, like, I guess when you think about it for a second, you're like, oh, of course Poe Dameron's the natural choice to be, like, the the Top Gun thing, to do the Top Gun thing. Um, I wonder if that's, like, tied into that. I don't know. But Oscar said, if if Oscar needs a new house soon. That was the thing I was going to get at here, is that a lot of the Star Wars, the sequel act, pardon? A lot of the sequel actors have kind of eased up on that a little bit lately. Um, In an interview that he just recently did, he was like, yeah, I would do it. That was the thing he said before. His snarky ass, like, if I want a new house, I do. But he, he said he was like, if it was a good story and they asked me to do it, I'd probably do it. Hey, there yeah. you go. And that's not to be cynical about it, but I mean, sign, I mean, he will get the money. Sign their name right on the check. He will get the money, thing. but like, I I'm, think I'm sure he's. I, mean, I think with a little bit of distance, they're probably like, yeah, that last movie wasn't a perfect great. production or whatever. But like, I hope they get Adam Driver back to do something because he's great. He's a great actor. That's what I want, dude. Yeah, I want he'll to be sp- sick. I just thought of it. We have to bring him back. If Daisy Ridley's going around doing the Force stuff, and we just have Force Ghost Ben Solo hanging That's out It's better there, than nothing, right? That'd be something. It'd be better than nothing. They'd actually have a relationship instead of never talking? Mm-hmm. Instead of having no lines of dialogue in the end of that movie, Zach? I hate that. It's the, my leisure part of that whole movie. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, they could have the whole movie, th- th- that hypothetical movie I discussed, right? Where they travel the galaxy trying to find a way to resurrect Ben Solo, and he'd just be along for the ride, though, anyways. Yeah, he'd be like, please bring me back to life. I'd <laughs> be wanna, sick. I'd like my body back, please. And then, like, again, they could do, they could actually do the hard questions. I feel like it's such a cop-out to just kill him, because you don't have to address, you don't have to do anything. You don't, he doesn't have to face his crimes. He doesn't have to face the weight of what he's done. He doesn't have to try to make amends. He doesn't have to deal with any of it. It's like, the the god told me I was fine, so we're, we're chill. Yeah, I've I've received some kind of <laughs> clearly like divine intervention mm-hmm. here. I get to be a force ghost. I got so a clearly I, added something. A pretty like. girl kissed me, so now I get to go to heaven. <laughs> it's like I don't know about that one, Ben Solo. So whatever. Like I, I saved this tweet the other day um, from a fellow Star Wars podcaster, uh, Michael J. Cohen, um, and he said, 
I'm probably late to this realization, but Ben Solo is both a prince of Alderaan and Naboo. He's the son of a scrum rat and the grandson of a slave. And it's really cool how he explored none of this, and now he's dead. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I, the Naboo thing is questionable, because Naboo is a monarchy only in name. Name and not, like, in practice. So he's not really a but prince Alderaan of Naboo. Is true. But Alderaan, he's actually, like, yeah, a prince of Alderaan. And he's, yeah, the so descendant much for of duality. a Like, he's got all, he has that. Like, that's, that is the fasting thing of him. He's a solo and a Skywalker. He's got all these warring personality traits in him, which is why he's such, like, a conflicted, messed up kid at times. But we didn't that? get to address that. Andy Serkis was in a this, weird gross man, so he did that. We didn't get to address any of that in the context of, like, a redeemed guy who's trying to do good. Which, again, that's hard. I, I Don't get me wrong, but, like, that's something different. That is a point of difference from the original trilogy, right? At the end of the original trilogy, Darth Vader dies, and he's like, well, so I'm all right. <laughs> all his sins have kind of washed away easily. Not literally, because, like, expanded universe material has gotten into the idea of, like, we don't all forgive him. Yeah, but he, he was the worst. Even Leia doesn't forgive him, right? Um, it's And, again, that's a big thing in Legends and Canon, that Leia's like, no. Like, Luke, you can forgive him if you want. Like, I understand that you found love for our father at the end, and that's nice and all for you. destroyed my planet. But he, like, tortured me. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, literally tortured me. And destroyed our, my planet in front yeah. of my face and killed my parents. He was a big part of that, at least. All right? Yeah. <laughs> I was there. He, he gave the order. He let him do it. Well, Tarkin gave the order, to be oh. totally fair. But, but he kind of wa- but he watched. He totally watched. He was there. He was there. He, like, held me down and made me watch it, so. Which is interesting, but, you know, there would actually be a, a point of difference. It's like. Ben Solo would have to face it while living and yeah. deal with all that. And it's hard. I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, it shouldn't be like an easy thing of just like, everyone's like, ah, you're great, Ben, come on back. But I think it'd be, it's, it's a story worth telling, maybe. I think so. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's tough. If you if you try to reach too deep for the real world parallels, because then you're like, oh, but should we have a story about a redeemed fascist? But I don't, it's Star Wars, right? It's Star Wars, they'll figure it out. The key thing is that even though they're like some of the worst people and ideas and fascism and the Sith and the dark side, it's like, yeah. They can be redeemed. Yeah. Because it is an idealistic universe like that, right? There's magic. It doesn't have to directly translate to real world. Like, that's the problem. It's themes and stuff. Media literacy. That's what I'm saying. All time long. That's really to bring it back around. (laughs) Is that when Star Wars says Ben Solo can come back and be a good guy, he's not, it's not saying that fascists deserve no consequences for their action or whatever and they get to just be come back and be good guys it's saying that people who make mistakes in real life get deserve that chances second chances. deserve second chances maybe not on the actual order of magnitude of being a nazi nazi supreme leader who kills people in real life that's probably a, that's probably unforgivable but, but maybe your brother can get a second chance if he exactly. forgot your niece's birth your daughter's birthday one time precisely maybe give him a call so so we can't get off the Lego thing. Nah, it's great. Like, this is what I mean. Like, that's why I watched this. And I was like, this is this good is stuff. great. There's a lot of good stuff in here. I didn't expect here. some this kind of stuff. I know, of, right? Like, Especially because the last one, that's, again, you haven't seen the actual Christmas one, but the Halloween one is just like, it's just Poe Dameron. You're like, oh, yeah. this is fine. But like, there's no there's no, funny there's no meat to it there. This one, you're like, holy shit, this gets into some stuff. Again, oh, yeah. Ben Solo's a force ghost now? Like, that's crazy. Again, that's we didn't see that in the movie. So yeah. this is the first oh. thing to suggest that. And again, like, the whole canonicity of these is shaky but it's mm. like i don't know they're planting some seeds at least someone could decide to run with these i think which is the important part yeah give me give me a finn and a finn and ray freaking jedi thing man make it work this time actually though oh yeah you know what i mean like it's kind of disappointing that luke tried and then he just whiffed it it's like ah whatever it just didn't get off the ground but it'd be nice if they actually did a jedi school that just yeah. worked and, and just were like all right guys don't do the nazis again don't do a second order <laughs> yeah don't do a rising just they didn't make <laughs> It was not fun. Yeah, and he's like, "What is it? The Second Order? <laughs> Palpatine's back again, yeah. again? <laughs> It'll be again, again, again. 
So, yeah, you don't have to do that. You can do something, some other threat. But just have Jedi. Just have the Jedi be good again. Like they're just have Jedi. They're worth having it. again. Yeah, they're good people. Too many people went away from the prequels. Like the Jedi are just as bad. They're, they're evil. not. From my view, the Jedi are evil. But they're not. Was, but guys, forget that he was, he was the, the bad villain. Guy. The he, Jedi are worth. He becomes Darth Vader, guys. <laughs> the Jedi are worth having, man. Like they yeah. try. They do their best mostly. Man, I love Star Wars though. I just love it. Don't That's you? Good. Well, not as much as you. So it seems like I don't. It's, it's nice by comparison. <laughs> it's just such. It's so good. Such a fun time. And I love all these Unless different interconnected Twitter, stuff. Well, yeah, if you go on Twitter, it's all it's just the, the worst. worst everyone hates done. it. But if you just enjoy things, if you allow yourself to enjoy things on occasion, then you you fight. You might why find that, that you you actually well, will. Why would I do that? Yeah, that's a good point. You got me there. Yeah, you got me there. And with that, we're gonna end it right here. Uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Architect Jazz and on Gmail at Architect Jazz at Gmail dot com. That's J A Z. On Instagram at The Architect Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you find podcasts, Spotify for podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know the ones. Our logo is my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was my friend of the show, Celery Salt. On SoundCloud, he's got a single with the B-side, and more will come soon enough. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.